Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be about how Beyond Light has been delayed. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you could probably catch me live right now at SayNoToRage.com. It'll bring you to the YouTube. I've been streaming there. It's been great. Thank you, everybody who's been jumping in. If you want to be getting perks in the Discord, audio version in Discord, or VIP for Collins or any of that, you can click the Join button on YouTube or use SNTRPresents.com and become a patron on Patreon. So, Beyond Light got delayed, and obviously everybody's very, very upset and disappointed, and you know, there's a variety of uh, responses to this. I, I am going to read you what Bungie said. I'm going to walk you through kind of their reasoning, uh, and what they've kind of added for us to do in the interim, uh, and then I think they said they even have more things to announce. I want to say in the middle of the video that this is ultimately for the best. I know people get ticked when this kind of thing happens, and, you know, this might even be causing conflicts with other game launches for you, and I, I completely understand that, but I ultimately do want to say it's for the best. And then I want to end by, there's a lot of speculation with respect to new consoles coming out. Is that why? New engine, engine updates. You know, there's all those different layers, I think, to the conversation. And I do want to speak to that because I, I, I know that's probably part of what's going on here. So what did they say? So Bungie said, we are extending Season of Arrivals, and that has been announced this week. The launch date for our next expansion, Destiny 2 Beyond Light, has been moved to November the 10th, 2020. If you missed our full announcement, you can read it here. And then they said, while we're sad to keep the secrets of Europa under wraps for a few extra weeks, our dev team is putting in the work to deliver an adventure that is worthy of your bravery. Uh, Doing the work from home finds us very far away from our usual ideal of working together in the studio, currently still quarantined. So we're taking the time we need to get this right. Now, they outline some changes that they're going to do because obviously that means season of arrivals is going to kind of like end and then what it, it, it's not going to end but you get what I'm saying like the, the rhythm is going to end uh, and then we're going to need you know stuff to do so moments of triumph uh, will be extended to November the 10th and cutting it close on some of the tougher triumphs they said you know here's some extra time to finish them off uh, the show must go on so festival of the lost will take place during season of arrivals and it'll begin on October the 6th And then we're planning a handful of ritual activity modifiers to look forward to. Increased Valor, Increased Infamy, Increased Redacted. And then they said a few additional Iron Banner events between September and November, and then they said and more. Um, To me, the most important part of that is probably the and more, because... What are we going to do in September? I mean, I know Festival of the Lost in October and some of these other rhythmic things will be nice. Um... But at the same time, it's like the story is probably going to round itself out with Eris and the ships and the planets. And so what are they going to do with that? Are are they going to bring any other activities? I mean, maybe they might try and pull something in. We had some folks say, you know, maybe they could throw or drop some random you know, stasis weapons in the game or something just to kind of like whet our appetite. We'll have to see if they're able to do that. So I do think the and more section is the most important part. And hopefully they can give us, you know, some more updates about that. Because it's going to be really, really tough, I think, to live off of, you know, Fessel of the Lost and some other things, you know, just to get to to November. And so I know that this is a bummer. Shadowkeep got delayed by like two weeks. This is like more like a month and a half or so. So let's just talk about why this is for the best. 
people are going to storm Twitter, forums, Reddit, and be, you know, obviously very upset about this and, you know, wanting to sort of attack, you know, Bungie. I think we just, from the very, very outset of this, need to admit we are living in strange times. And you, as a person, not just as a gamer, should probably start adjusting your expectations in light of everything that's going on. Now, I know in light of everything that's going on in the world, it might make you really long for more gaming and more escape, and I get that. And now you feel like the last place that you could kind of go to sort of get away from all this stuff is now also being affected by it. And I 100% uh, want to acknowledge that, and it is tough right now, whether you know, you, you're in a bad situation or been laid off or whatever. It's been very, very challenging. I know that I've got, you know, all kind of people close to me that are dealing with this. And it's a bummer when, like, the one thing you were looking forward to can't happen. Um, but I think just in light of COVID and how significant the expansion was meant to be, this is just for the best. September is supposed to be the big, the big turning point. This is going to be a change for the franchise this is essentially the springboard for the next couple of years this is the the new vision for where they want to take the game and if it's going to land well they're going to have to do it right and that means delay for you know a month and a half or so and then a lot of people are saying well what could they even do in that amount of time I'll be honest, more than likely what it's going to allow them to do is proper quality assurance, because if they are making significant changes, if a lot of our predictions are true about what may be coming with stasis weapons and a new subclass and a bunch of new weapons and a huge, huge update for the game, you know, potentially engine changes, that's going to need to be really, really properly tested. It could, it could, and we all know what this is like. I said this this morning. It's always a really annoying thing when Windows or an app on your phone or something updates and it's like, hey, we added a bunch of new features and then they destroy the app it runs poorly it runs slow it's buggy it keeps crashing and you're like i don't care that you added all these features the app is worse now what did you do bungie doesn't want to do that they don't want to add a bunch of new great stuff and then have it be you know bad and have the game run poorly we know what that's like right now we had all these things you know get added in these seasons and then a rise in error codes and a rise in problems and i think that that was one of the things that honestly hurt the the seasonal format and ritual uh, in addition to you know worthy not being a very good season uh, this has been kind of one of my mantras lately and we can use it now is we don't have to like it we just have to learn to live with it I'm not going to sit here and try and tell you that you have to like it I'm not going to tell you what your emotional response to this should be you don't have to like that this is happening okay <laughs> we just have to learn to live with it all right like that's just kind of where we are right now games are getting delayed schedules and movies and TV shows and everything are getting bumped and Bungie's not immune to that reality okay now likely this will be better than a rushed launch if you're going to choose between the two if you're going to sit here and ask for you know well no i you do it now do it now i i i don't i don't think you want to ask for that this is likely going to be better than if they rushed it or pushed it out and it wasn't ready and that would have resulted in a lot of uh a lot of bad things so now let's end by talking about new consoles and the new engine is that related to what's going on there's obviously lots of speculation that oh this is related to those things it does i think to some degree I think seem related. It is likely that it is related because they did say they're going to be adding incredible new features. Okay. That phrase, incredible new features, could mean a variety of things. They could just be referring to stasis. I don't think they are. Um, I think they're talking about how it's going to be essentially a port 
they will be to some degree porting the game to the new consoles giving you increased performance 60 fps bigger fov quicker load times all those things will be new and better features now when they say new incredible features that's high language that could be you know referring to something else i don't know but that that likely could be touching down on the new consoles the new consoles are going to enable them to do more uh if you've ever watched anybody play this game on pc i mean it just it runs beautifully and looks really really great and so i think that the the new consoles are really going to take things up a notch for all the console players out there um and you know better performance in the game might require some semblance of a port or an engine update. Listen, the the engine breadcrumbs are there. I, I couldn't find my outline, but I, and I don't even know if I did a video on this. I believe the breadcrumbs for a potential either new engine or significant engine update, I believe that the breadcrumbs are there. Let me just list these to you. And you could start to see how maybe there is a pretty significant change coming to the game in September, now November, which would mean this delay makes a lot more sense, okay? Number one, I think the new consoles are a part of the breadcrumbs, like there's significant things going on there. There's been a lot of back and forth between Microsoft and Bungie, okay? Now, nothing is staying from year three is another, I think, breadcrumb that whatever's going on in year year four, this stuff couldn't be ported because, you know, they added it all this year and it would have been too much trouble. A piece of that breadcrumb is that the dungeon is staying from year three, but they have to take it out. In my mind, that means whatever version we're playing in November that year four is maybe a different version of Destiny and the dungeon can't be included. It needs to be ported to the new version of Destiny. Now, again, that could be in a new engine or a significantly updated engine. And I think that's related to if you look at it and say, why is nothing, nothing in year three staying? And also, why would the dungeon stay and need to be, quote unquote, taken out for under the hood changes? The planets leaving, I think, is also related to a potential new engine or an engine update. If you're going to port the game to a new engine or update the engine, which requires you to update all of the content, it would be a lot easier for you to do that if you remove some of the biggest portions of the game. The Leviathan being the single greatest location in the game. It's enormous. And not having to port that, not having to maybe not port it, but update that to the new engine tools or whatever would save them time. You know, Europa, this would make sense of the DCV. Why are they suddenly able to bring Destiny 1 content into the game? Something in the background must have changed. For the longest time, we were told bringing stuff over to D1 is slow. Why would they suddenly sign up for rhythmic Destiny 1 injections of content unless something technologically changed in the background, enabling them to do this? These are all, in my mind, breadcrumbs of a potential engine or new engine. Right? They've been making behind-the-scenes changes. They can now turn perks off and on. They said they made tech updates so they could do the event in the tower. In my mind, year four is a springboard, and this delay is almost assuredly a good thing. Zoom out here. It's assuredly a good thing. Disappointing, but needed and good, and hopefully it leads to uh, a better, better launch, and we can really turn the corner in year four. So if you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, come watch me live at saynotorage.com and, uh, or, or use the Patreon at sntrpresents.com. And as always, please like, share, and subscribe.
for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be the Q&A session that followed my talk about Beyond Light getting delayed. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live at SayNoToRage.com. Probably live right now. Stream it on YouTube during the day, Monday through Friday. If you want to support the stream, you can hit the Join button on YouTube or go to SNTRPresents.com and become a Patreon of the podcast. Thank you so much to everybody who has done that. Uh, that's how you submit questions or as a VIP, that's how you call in. So, Xlandrel says, Do you think Cyberpunk 27.7 will affect the amount of copies of Beyond Light sold and or the hype after Beyond uh, Light for new players? Oh, after Beyond Light for new players. Well, I there's two things I want to say about this because I, I want to acknowledge player-based numbers are affected by really, really big launches. So, there was a time where Red Dead Redemption 2 came out and the Destiny numbers went down for that week big time you know because people are like dude I got to check out Red Dead you know and that's that's a that's a banner big giant title that's a big big title and people will 100% you know play that game what that doesn't mean though is all those people that went and played Red Dead never came back to Destiny they finished Red Dead after two, three, four weeks, maybe more, and then they come back. So, will it affect sales? I don't think so. People that are excited about Beyond Light, people that play Destiny and want to play Destiny, are not going to say, ah, oh, dude, no way, man. I'm not going to buy Beyond Light. I'm going to play Cyberpunk. I don't think the two are at odds or in conflict. Um, I really, really don't. Um, so, if you're trying to subscribe, like, there's subscribing and the bell button is like following the channel if you want to pay and get the emotes and stuff you got to use the join command if there's no join button um so i i do think though delaying like this delaying like this will likely have an effect on um it will likely have an effect on player engagement numbers it will because you're going to get about a week in and then there's going to be other games coming out. I think there will be some drop off. People will go play other stuff, but I do think typically getting one big solid week of playtime in is usually good for folks. I think the biggest question mark is going to be the raid. You know, that's going to be the biggest question mark. If the raid comes out a week and a half, two weeks later, there's going to be people like, ah, oh, come on, man. I, I don't, I, I want to play this new game. I want to, I want to jump into cyberpunk. So I will be curious. I'll be curious what they decide to do with the raid to see, you know, nine days later, Cyberpunk comes out. Well, if, if if the raid if the raid wants to come out on, I mean, if we if we if we just look at the calendar here and 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 we could speculate, okay. So let me go down to the November, November the tenth. Yeah, if the raid comes out on the twentieth, you know, a week and a half later, that's the day after Cyberpunk. <laughs> So maybe they do another week one raid launch, you know, the 10th is a Tuesday, 11, 12, 13th, the 13th would be the Friday, you know, Friday, the 13th raid, spooky, spooky. I don't know. They could do something like that. Um, maybe they would have to adjust the deltas and things like that to make sure that people aren't massively under leveled if they were planning on giving us a week and a half and now they can't, um, you know, a lot of the times I'd say, you know, I, I don't think game companies consider other games launching when they make these decisions. And to a certain degree, I stand by that. But I do think, I do think in this particular realm, they may consider Cyberpunk and the landing of the raid and how that's all going to play out. Because, you know, 
Bungie likes raid launches to be seen and watched and broadcasts and uh, I think that's that's going to play a part in how they want this to go so Jay Negrin says does Bungie have to add a surprise now the season has been extended with so many games coming out around the time uh, are they posturing for a significant change in new light well I don't necessarily think it's going to be a bad thing if let's call this the um, the interim we have this interim period where like the, the season's going to kind of end but not really and then we're going to have the time where Beyond Light was supposed to be out and it won't be out we're going to call that the interim in the interim I do think it's okay if people just take breaks and play other games that's not a threat to Destiny people do that anyway Watch the player base numbers. The last two weeks are always the lightest weeks because everybody's kind of done. I mean, especially for casuals in mid lanes. Usually you get to the final two weeks and they finally finish their season of arrivals pass and they kind of take a break. They hang it up. They're like, all right, I'm I'm good. I can kind of play less, less often, put in less, you know, hours, whatever. And the hardcores do the same thing. Everybody, everybody kind of, everybody kind of hangs it up after a while. Well, I mean, if if they were if they were to do that, then I would I would think that you doing that in the final two weeks and then the month or so after, because there's not much going on. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I don't think that's a threat to Destiny. Now, I do think people will probably come back for um, uh, what's it called, Festival of the Lost. Yeah, people like to do that. There's new masks. There's new stuff. You know, there's. Yeah, you know, hopefully a gun worth chasing. The way they did it the last time was cool, but then there were there were no good versions of the gun. Um, you know, I uh, I don't I don't I don't I, I don't think that they'll uh, they'll be they'll be worried, and I don't think we should be worried if the player base numbers go down in this interim period. I think it's totally natural. I think taking breaks from Destiny is honestly good for you. Um, squeezing the life out of the game for three months every day of the season then jumping right into the next season I tend to think that hurts our experience in the game I really do I think that that hurts our experience in the game I think that 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 leads to people feeling more burned out and it also leads to people playing the content in the early weeks in a very you know disproportionate way so like when you're at the end of a season and you're basically just doing nothing but bounties and saving materials and, and, and not really playing the game itself, you're almost like saving up. You're you're so ravenous when new content comes out. I feel like it's almost like abusive to the game. It's like, oh my gosh, dude, you shouldn't be playing this much. This isn't how it was designed, you know, to be played. Um, it's like when you're really, really hungry or really, really thirsty and you eat or drink too fast, it can be, it can hurt you, um, you know, because you've if you've been to if you've been starved or you know you you're you haven't been able to drink water for like a really long time it can actually be very painful to just gulp down a whole bottle of water or inhale food it can it can hurt you because your body is like trying um you're overcompensating and i think sometimes we do that when new content comes out so i am always pro take a break play other games go have other experiences it definitely helps there was a time there where I was constantly playing indie titles in the afternoon and it's just, I don't know, it helps. It helps to have new game experiences. It helps to have your your motor skills and your brain sort of stretched by a new game and new challenges and new puzzles. And uh, I think that's a great way to make Destiny not feel so, you know, not fresh. Um, so 
I don't enjoy the direction Destiny has gone, at least this year, so I don't know if I'll come back for the expansion. That's totally fair. I, I, if you haven't enjoyed this year or the direction or things that have been going on, you, I think you're totally in your right, and it's probably very smart as a consumer to be like, I'm going to sit on the sidelines and th- see where things go. Um, I happen to think that you're going to want to jump back in. I think good things are coming. You know? Where can I farm marionettes? I heard the best place is the rig on Titan. So, I play a few days a week max. I do the story mission, weekly bounties, and maybe a raid in a dungeon. It really extends my enjoyment of the game. Yeah, like when you dip in, I think this is one of the reasons I've always enjoyed the game, and I'll tell you one of the reasons that I can kind of like enjoy the seasonal format. Because I play like a casual. (laughs) I play like a casual. I am the most casual, you know, content creator you're going to find. Because I just, I don't know. I don't like ringing the game out like a rag. I like just kind of playing and taking my time and talking to you guys. And, you know, I am very, very casual. And uh, I think that maybe that's one of the reasons I have an easier time taking up for casual players in mid lanes because I kind of understand what their play flow is going to look like. Now, obviously, I play like a casual, but I play a lot of hours. So I'm a casual that clocks in a ton of hours. So... I, I do think obviously you know I'm I'm farther along than most that play at a casual level, but I don't know. I I uh, I think I enjoy the game maybe more, <laughs> and I don't mind the seasonal format, you know, because of that. Light leap. Given the delay, what's the scope of content that you would deem as a necessary minimum, and what would exceed your expectations? System changes, amount of loot, story, raid activities. Well. I think this type of question is is dangerous for a couple of reasons. Number one, anytime something is delayed, okay, anytime something is delayed, people can develop expectations that the developer doesn't trot out. Well, you're delaying it. Well, holy moly, you better be delivering a a Titanic sized you know DLC or, or expansion. It better be massive. And it's like, okay, look, we're only delaying it a month and a half. If it takes if it takes companies one to two years to deliver really really good expansions and three to five years to develop really really good games, what do you think a we a month and a half is really going to buy them? Right? They're not going to suddenly be able to give you seven raids and a new engine because they took an extra month and a half. Like if that's all it took to really hit home runs, then companies would be delaying their games all the time for a month they'd be like dude just another month and we could double the size of the game so i'm not saying light leap is saying this but it does have within it that i think that that undercurrent of presumption about a delay well it better be absolutely insane because you're delaying it i i said in my talk i said yesterday i think the delay probably has more to do with quality assurance than substance because of the changes they're making you know you got the stasis, you got new consoles, you got potentially engine and tech updates in the background that they want to make sure it's all running very, very smoothly. So I don't think in the five, six weeks or whatever they delayed it, I don't think you're going to see them in the background like suddenly just cranking these dials. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's going to be so massive and so big. So when you say, you know, what's the minimum and what would exceed your expectations? You know, system changes, amount of loot, story rate activities. I the delay isn't going to change my expectations. I still think we're going to get 
what essentially was meant to be Destiny 3's foundation. That's going to include significant amount of new loot, the new subclasses, stasis, Europa's going to be huge. I think that I think the vendors are going to have some some semblance of a refresh. I think it's going to be a significant expansion. More significant, I think, than Forsaken. Maybe, maybe more significant than the Taken King. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Um, and that's just because of everything we've talked about, everything they've said, um, how light this year was, how I think the theory is very strong that whatever they were building for D3 has now been absorbed into D2, which means the springboard and the foundation will be pretty big and pretty large. Now, what would, what would absolutely exceed my expectations is a brand new engine. I like, that's the thing. I just, I don't, I'm still like, okay, there's breadcrumbs here, right? There's breadcrumbs here. There could be some sort of an engine update, but I, a brand new engine would blow me out of the water. I'd be like, I, 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 I still think that's the least likely thing that we see. Engine update, engine evolution, sure. Brand new engine, ah, that's nuts. That still feels out of reach, you know? Yo, it's good do works. Guys, if this is your first time watching on YouTube, thanks for coming here and hanging out in our new home. Uh, if you want to follow the channel and get and get alerted when I go live, this is a free thing to do. You click subscribe and the bell button. That's totally free. If you want to get the emotes and the perks in Discord, maybe submit questions or take part in the VIP call-ins, use the join button or the join command. There's multiple tiers and ways to support the channel. Thank you so much for being here. Um, based on impulse... Do you think that Bungie will be able to give us enough content during this unplanned part of the season to keep us engaged until Beyond Light? No, I don't think so. Um, thank you, Rosie, for clicking the join button, becoming a tier one rageless member. No, I don't think so. I think it's going to be light. I think it's going to be rough. I really do. I think people are going to be bored. Um, I think they're going to do. They're going to do. Um, you know. Uh, challenges they're gonna do uh, they might do a community challenge they got the obviously festival of the loss and you know they're gonna they're you know um, they're gonna do you know, infamy doubling and all that stuff I don't think it's gonna be that substantive I really don't now if Bungie's smart and I actually think they are but if Bungie's smart what I would do is have st- one or two stasis weapons randomly dropping in the game that's what I would do. As soon as things really start to get dim and dark and feel pretty dried up, that's what I would do if I was Bungie. I would have one or two stasis weapons dropping in the game. Now, that might not be possible until the engine gets completely updated if, if, if that's needed. If what they're doing with stasis requires technology change or engine change, that might not be possible. Right? But if I'm Bungie, right when it starts to get dim and dark, I'd drop one or two stasis weapons in the game, and that would be, um, that would be the, the, the ticket, I think. To kind of, that gets people talking, that gets people playing, that gets people excited, you know. I'm not saying they have to do that, I'm just saying if I was, if I was in charge, that's, that's, that's the lever I would pull. I'd be like, yep, drop that in the game, you know wreck it with the pushback of the dlc uh, or new season are they going to have a shorter fall season or a shorter winter season uh will they push all seasons uh going forward by two months they've not said how this is going to affect going forward i could see them bumping the winter season back and then after that not doing it again 
that's the only thing I could see them doing is bumping the winter season so then winter season is shorter but after that they would maintain the season rhythm I could also see them just keeping the same schedule because um, if we have if we admit something even though I think beyond light's gonna be huge usually about halfway through the third month everything slows down right so they're losing a month and a half so you just kind of take that accordion and squish it together and the rhythms will just be a little bit quicker you know and think of it from this perspective in year four nothing is going away after the season is over so they're not in this weird crunch time where they're like well the seasonal content's only going to be available now for a month and a half instead of three months that's too short of a window no that's not the case anymore everything added sticks around for an entire year which means they're not up against that wall like if sundial would have landed in a delayed season and then you only had a month and a half to run it that would have been problematic people would have been like are you are you going to bump this back? Are you going to enable us to to run this longer than three months, or are we going to have a very very limited window here? That's not the case in year four, so I think that's going to give them some cushion here to be like, no, we don't need to adjust the rest of the schedule. Now they might need to. Who knows if the deliverable and quality assurance schedule for the winter season is affected by Beyond Light getting pushed back? Well, then maybe they'll need to. I don't know. I could see either reality taking place that just the winter season gets bumped uh, back a little bit um, or not at all. I, I think either could be completely understandable because whatever they're doing t- that, that, that they whatever is happening that needs to happen before, you know, Beyond Light can launch may affect the other schedules as well. You know, if the quality assurance team just can't get to uh, the testing rhythms because it's just it's they, they they've got too much to do and too much on their plate, that could potentially affect the deliverable schedule of the winter season as well, and then it would ripple out from there. Keep in mind, we don't know when that they when they won't be quarantined, right? I don't want to bring up the situation because it's 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 not enjoyable to talk about. But a lot of these states opened too soon, and then they had a resurgence. And you got all these states talking about going back to school. Oh my gosh, you're going to give us a wave three if you're not careful. Like, and if that happens, then they'll you know Seattle will be they'll still be quarantined, and they won't be able to go back to the offices. You know, it'll be too risky. So, I think. The, the rest of 2020 is really going to determine the rhythm of workflow and normalcy returning for companies like this because if, if, if states and cities make the wrong choice as many of them did then we get set back you know what I mean we, we, we get set back people have to make the right choices people in charge have to make the right choices or you're going to be staring at you know Bungie being um, quarantined for for longer than they were hoping, you know. I I don't know if a company that size, wh- like think about it like this: what if um what if only half of the the com- the company comes back to work, right? Well, half the company can come back and we'll social distance and we'll keep the cubicles you know far away and blah 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 blah, right? Well, that could hurt their efficiency. Because they've gotten used to working at home, and if now half the people aren't working from home, that could actually cause more trouble than it's worth. Does that make sense? It's like, well, half the team's in the office and half the team's not, and we had to work to get all these, you know, these laptops and systems and computers back up and running, and by the time we go through all that pain, it's not even worth it. Like, I don't know what their internal processes processes looks like, so it's like, that could be more trouble than it's worth, you know? 
So, does this impact the VOG release? I, I have no idea. Mr. Salt Shaker, this will change our timeline for seasons, but would you like seasons to evolve or change with what would be perfect opportunity right now since it's been delayed? I actually have found seasons to be okay. Obviously, we have weak seasons like Season of the Worthy, and then we had Season of the Drifter. But by and large, I think the seasonal format has worked way better. Black Armory was good. Opulence was good. Season of Dawn was good. This season's good. You know, I, you know, I, I, uh, you know, I think, um, I think it's, I think it's been good. I think the seasonal format's been better uh, than not. So, so yeah, I'm not going to get into a bait with debate with you, Commando. I'm going to trust. I'm going to trust scientists, not cherry picked data points. I'm not going to trust cherry picked data points. Both Texas and Florida had put have put themselves into a terrible situation. You can cite that data point all you want. Look at every other country, every other trend, every other pattern of spread, and we have failed. <laughs> we have failed as a country you can cherry pick a data point all you want that hasn't changed the facts look at the freaking globe we are not in a great spot mg avenger at this point uh this season is going to be held up with events and surprise drops of content we know of the end of the exodus quest and that's it do you think that they could be more open with the content being delivered during these added two months Here's the thing. I don't think they can do that, right? I don't think they can do that. There's two... You're asking them to bring... It's like you load up a truck to move and someone's like, oh my goodness, where's my bag? And you're like, dude, it's in the back, all the way in the truck. It's behind the fridge, the stove, the oven. It's all the way back there. We can't go get that. What do you mean? We've already loaded the truck. Like... September is 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 massive. They can't start grabbing pieces out of it. You know what I mean? I don't think we're going to get almost anything. Like I said, maybe a stasis or a, a one or two stasis weapons. You know what I mean? One or two stasis weapons potentially dropping in the game would would potentially you know help. But I can't see them pulling any content out of. Um, September and trying to shove it in in the interim. I don't see that that be, that's being possible, right? That would be, um, that'd be like again, like trying to unload the entire entire truck to like pull a piece out. You know what I mean? Barrett says. With the delay to next season, do you think partial reasons as to why this could be uh, changes could be implemented biased off of uh, biased based off of the feedback of the current season? Example: leveling, more new weapons and reprise, return to the hard mode. Um, no, I like this theory. It's a good theory, but I don't think so. That's not that's that's not a reason that they gave us like they didn't say it had anything to do with engine or new consoles and I think that might be potentially related to it but I no, I don't think so I don't think they're like oh my gosh we got to completely overhaul this uh, uh, reissued guns yeah we were going to reissue a bunch oops um, uh, what else did you say leveling oh man they hate leveling yeah we got to overhaul leveling right I would I would say I would say that uh that they're they're not they're not going I don't think they're going to make those types of changes this late in this this late in the stage. 
you're talking about system-wide changes. You're talking about leveling and reissued weapons. Those are big, big, you know, uh, you know, far-reaching uh, situations. So, I don't think they're like, oh man, we've had negative feedback. Pump the brakes on September. We got to make all these changes. Again, I like your theory that they're making like late-game changes in light of feedback. Knowing how Bungie implements feedback, that doesn't really fit with their their rhythm of of changes when they made changes in the in year three based on feedback from year two and now they're talking about making changes in year four based on your you know feedback from year three that's generally how they do it i can't see them being like oops got bad feedback boop a month and a half delay let's completely change leveling and how many reissues we're doing um so you you could be right i'm not saying that you're wrong you could be right, but I, I think this is an unlikely if I'm putting chips on the table and I'm going to put a, you know chips on is your reason the right reason or are the reasons that I trotted out like quality assurance, engine tech changes are just going to take time, like who's, whose theory am I going to back? I'm probably not going to back your theory based on the history of how Bungie implements changes and how quickly they do it so Doge what are your thoughts on Bungie potentially merging the fall season with the winter season due to the delay? Yeah, somebody basically already asked this, but you're asking it another way. Like, merging the two? I don't think they would do this for a couple of reasons. Number one, then how do they charge you money for the winter season? If it gets merged, are you going to feel like you're like, well, why do I want to buy the winter season? I'm going to get less of a season. It's getting merged. I think value perception and value transmission would get really, really muddy here, and it'd be really, really hard to know what exactly um, you're getting. You know, am, am I getting a full season? Am I getting a, a hybrid season? Am I getting less content? You know, um, I would say, I would say that it uh, it doesn't really it doesn't really need to be it doesn't really need to be uh, shuffled, moved, or anything. Personally, now that you brought this part of it up, it makes me think that they'll just keep the normal schedule for the winter season because that's a clear value transmission to you. You buy it, it launches, three-month season. An expansion's a little bit different, right? An expansion is an ethos, you know, determining springboard for the next couple of, you know, the next year, you know, so... Merging the two, I think, would be tough to make it clear to people what they're actually paying for if they buy the winter season. Mike on to Mike. I like that name. Thank you for clicking the join button, becoming a Rageous Tier 1. Enjoy the emotes and chat as well as Discord privileges. If you guys want to join, click the join button or use the join command. A free way to support is just to click subscribe and the, bu- and the bell button. That's free and you'll never miss content or streams. LL Brood. Since Beyond Light is coming out with Stasis or Rev, I don't know what that is. Um, NL compared to Shadowkeep, uh, where they came out with a bunch of free content. That means Beyond Light has more bandwidth for content. What, sh- dude? When you do this many acronyms, I don't know what the what are what is all this. Greg with another uh, another person joining and doing Tier One. What is all this? Okay, so New Light compared to Shadowkeep. Okay, now I understand. <laughs> It's like you're using acronyms for everything. Um, he probably had to do this because of the con- uh, because of the character limit. <laughs> okay, so new light compared to Shadowkeep, where they came out with a bunch of free content. New light 
Ordeal, Artifact, Armor 2.0. That means Beyond Light has more bandwidth for content. What would they focus on? Reward structure, future seasons. I honestly can't make a prediction here, homie. Like, I honestly don't know because as far as bandwidth, you know, distribution for September, we don't know if they made engine changes. Let's say they did. If they made engine changes and they can suddenly create and make and, and make updates faster, then maybe bandwidth distribution is better and we get more content, more guns, more missions, more stuff. Um, maybe they completely ported to a new engine and that took up an aid of a bunch of time. So the increased efficiency didn't actually change anything. Um, this is just all question marks right now. All of it. Those are all question marks. I, d- I just don't know. Um... I would, I would just hope it would be very clear to people, you know, halfway through November or near the end of November, we're like, oh yeah, year three was light, but it was worth it. We we're really turning a corner here, you know, Mav Monk, should Bungie add some raid cosmetic pursuits to help bolster or minimize the content drought? Well, I, I'm not going to say no to this, but like, is this in the cards right now? right so the number of people and teams getting ready to you know work refine tweak debug and ship beyond light all those people how hard would it be to pull some of them off and create some cosmetics and then workflow it into the game because somebody's got to put that into the game it can't just be like yeah here it is uh so I'm going to say that'd be great, but is it in the cards? I just, man, I don't know. Like beyond light has to be, it has to be like mountainous for them to be working on right now. They're working from home on what is supposed to be, I think a franchise defining moment. They are working from home on what is meant to be a franchise defining moment. And being like, could we get some raid cosmetics? I, it's like when your, <laughs> it's like when your mom is working on, you know, Thanksgiving or Christmas dinner, and you walk in, you're like, hey mom, could I get a, can I get a sandwich? Excuse me, like you're, <laughs> she's in the, she's in the throes of it, man. She's got this and this and that and that timer and this timer and this is baking and that's cooking and that's boiling and you walk into the kitchen and have the and have the the nerve to ask for a sandwich. Get out of here. She's going to throw the rolling pin at you. So you're walking into the kitchen at crunch time and being like, if it's not any trouble, could we get some stuff? cosmetics for the race like i i love you and i would love this but i don't think so man they're gonna throw the rolling pin at you so that's why i said like yeah maybe throw in a stasis weapon or two i don't if the weapons are already built and cool and they decide yeah throw them randomly into some spots just throw them into the whirlpool or something um that i think is not unreasonable and also i'm not asking for that i'm just saying that would be a good idea to get people talking and get people excited wet our appetite but i'm not saying come on bungie give us that i at this point in time i don't want to ask anything of them right do you want do you want the 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 pie to get burned do you want you know the the 
the, the turkey to be dry or do you want everything to be perfect? If you want it all to be perfect, then leave your mom alone while she's getting Thanksgiving dinner ready. If you want Beyond Light to land and be excellent, then we should probably just stay out of the kitchen and leave him alone and be like, we're, we're, we're all very hungry. It's taking longer than we thought, but we'll be, we'll be happy when it comes out. Like, it's obviously... You know, it's not ideal, but I don't think we gain anything by asking for stuff right now. Taking what we can get is probably, you know, the best the best attitude to say. Like I said, you don't have to like it. You just have to learn to live with it. It's like, you know, I, this stinks, but my gosh, zoom out. We are, we are living in strange times. <laughs> you know, that was an epic food analogy, possibly the best one yet. Oh, I'm getting better at it. <laughs> I'm getting better at it. But you know what I'm saying? Like, and I don't think Mav Monk is coming to Bungie with like a, all right, well, if you're going to delay it, then you better give us stuff. I think he's saying, oh, maybe they could do this. This would be kind of nice. I have no problem with being like, this would be kind of a nice idea, a nice little, little uptick. I, I would push back a little bit and be like, this is going to land on 10% of the community. If you want to keep the community satiated, the last thing I would focus on is raid stuff. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we had to delay it for a month and a half. What are you going to do in the meantime? Oh, we'll put some stuff in the least engaged with content. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Probably not even the right target. If you're shooting at a target, like I said, world drop a stasis weapon, and that's all you got to do. Putting something in the raid right now ain't going to do much for most of the community. You know? Distorted Sama. You think since Beyond Light has been delayed by a significant time that Bungie will be able to provide enough of engaging content for the community to last until the new release date? Uh, we can be quite ravenous. Yeah, this is a bit of a repeat. Somebody asked essentially the same question a little bit ago, and that's fine. You guys are doing it in Discord. These are like VIPs and patrons that do the early access. YouTube sub, uh, YouTube members, you can do this as well in the Discord. VIPs get an hour of early access, or if, if Lono's forgetful, four hours of early access. I forgot to op- open it up to everybody else yesterday. Sorry about that. Uh, but... Uh, no worries on repeats like this. We basically have already answered this, that I don't think, and, and to the, the analogy I just gave, I really don't think we can ask for anything substantive. To take the analogy further, if your mom is making the perfect Thanksgiving dinner, you know, she may throw out, like, what? Open open a bag of chips or something, right? Like, get out of here. But that's not substantive. That's just, like, going to keep you kind of, like, put some, you know put a snack in your mouth for a little bit that's the, but that's not that's not a de- that's not a meal right and then we you know, spoil your appetite <laughs> in this case it really wouldn't spoil our appetite but is it going to be worth it if it's not even that great you know what could they possibly throw in that would be substantive or long lasting you know not not much you know what i mean i appreciate you saying that bob and i agree with you um uh, Gillian the Mist says, "Do you think Bungie should add more stuff to the season pass rewards to fill in for the two months? Maybe change uh, what you get after a hundred? Well, let's ignore. Um, this has nothing to do with a delay. I have I have actually said for a while, it would be pretty dope to have the free track, the paid track, and then when you complete it, it slides up and there's a track underneath where." you get stuff t- for continuing to go. Now, you can obviously continue to give us what you already do. We keep getting the the um, the mnemonic engram, and you could come down here and give us 
the enhancement cores, the planetary materials, keep giving us those things just as a visual of like, oh, I, I'm get, I'm still getting stuff, and then maybe, maybe every season you could have a, um, every season maybe you could have a, an, an emblem for the season that tracks how many times you reset it. You remember when you would prestige in Call of Duty, something like that. I am a hundred percent in in support of something like that. Um, is it a front burner issue? No, but you know, for people that are just, you know, continuing to watch that number go up, you know, 175, 210, like you just keep raising your season rank. It'd be cool if there was something in there for you while you were doing that. Um, it doesn't even have to be that significant. Again, just letting you rerun the bottom track of like currency stuff wouldn't be a big deal. You know, planetary materials, enhancement cores, yeah, one or two ascendant shards, yeah, that's fine. Um, because you know, the 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 process is is isn't going to be faster your second, third, and fourth time anyway. So what's the big deal? You know. N A Painter, with the seasonal model most likely shortening in the three seasons over the next year, how could this affect sunsetting? Since their caps are based on a four-time seasonal rotation, this is actually a great question that I didn't consider until right now. I think that this is another reason they'll probably just keep the winter, spring, and summer season schedules intact. You know? Let's keep them intact. And if and if they have to, this is what they might do. Let's say they gotta shove the winter season back as well. Okay? What they would probably do... What they would probably do is they would say, okay, all winter season items, they now have an infusion limit that is springtime does that make sense so they would bump you one extra season they'd be like yeah just just bump it it's not going to hurt anything give it give it that extra bump i don't think they're going to have to do that right i don't think they're going to have to do that but i do think i do think that that's an option that they could have yeah we understand the winter season got cut in half for whatever reason I'm not saying they're going to do that but if they did they could be like because of that we're going to give all winter season item spring season infusion limits just roll it to the next one you know what I mean what's that optimized for series X image in the discord from a coup de papa is that from where did you grab that image um so yeah I'm not, I am not, I'm not super concerned about this. Um, again, I, I think we, we, we don't want to get down into the muck and the mire of discussing the, the pandemic, but that is going to just have an effect on what, what happens going forward. You know what I mean? Well, Drewski, you are correct. And I, and I, and I already, I already, um, highlighted that fact that, you know, stuff's not expiring at the end of the season. This question is getting at the fact that like, if the winter season stuff has infusion limitations set at a cycle of as these same four seasonal rotations, then you're you're getting less sunsetting time. You're getting less sunsetting time because your season was shorter. Does that make sense? So instead of getting the gun in you know December or January, you get this gun in February, and so now you have a, a, a shorter window or something. So, I don't think Akuda Papa can hear me. He put a optimized for Series X image in the Discord. I don't know where he grabbed it from. Is that is that on a, a, a Destiny thing somewhere? 
uh droop uh eight two eight sorry i missed that no you're fine you're fine um how concerned are you about the ability of bungie to provide us with enough quality content for the seasonal model uh we have while they're working from home right so season of dawn and season of worthy in this season are decent and you know worthy was pretty light but most of that was built when they were working in the studio what's that going to mean for the winter season of 2020 and the spring and summer seasons of 2021 what does that mean i honestly don't know i don't know bungie seems confident enough to go forward with all the content in the plan and they had to delay beyond light but there it looks like they're going forward i mean they seem confident that they they got they got things kind of under control they've not been hyper transparent they've been transparent probably more than many companies about what do they have to do to get people out of the offices and working from home it was a giant undertaking that video they put together was actually pretty incredible and what is the you know what is the the long term effect that's going to have on winter spring and summer season substance I honestly don't know these are, these are the types of questions I, I, would, I started telling people. I was like, you're asking me about something that I just, I have zero way to answer. You know, say, how concerned am I? I, I? I don't think like that. I don't think like, oh man, you know, you know, what? oh man, I, I'm super concerned. I just don't think in those terms, you know? It, right now, I try not to think that far down the line. <laughs> I just try not to. I just enjoy what we get and 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 try to try to keep a you know positive outlook as best we can. You know, uh, freak elite. I think I called you freak light the other day. I think, but it's freak elite. Sorry. As I speculated yesterday, could the reason why Beyond Light is delayed be because they are porting the game to a new engine? or doing significant upgrades to the current Tiger engine and need more time to address the issue and the bugs. So basically, I included your question in the talk. And I, I didn't see your question, but I already knew folks were speculating on this. I think there's a variety of possibilities. Number one, this is the easiest one to predict, maybe even the most likely. They've made significant updates um, to the engine, right? Looking at what I tagged you in the Discord, the game is optimized for Series X. I'll have to find the data, but that is what I've, they've been working on. Background optimization for Xbox and PlayStation. Well, I know that they're going to have things optimized for Series X and PlayStation 5, but like, it, if you've got proof of that, I would love to see that. Because that relates to this current question. I think the single, like the easiest prediction to make is engine changes, updates, or optimizations for the new consoles. I think that's pretty easy. That's just something they, they, they've really got to continue to work on and have some good quality assurance on. The second possibility that's a little less likely is that they've completely updated their engine. It's the same engine, but they've completely updated it, and it's just going to take time to, to, to work all that out. The third and the least likely of the possibilities is a brand new engine. I think those are all possibilities. I think they become less likely the further up you go and how extreme they are. Some engine updates, some changes, some optimization for the new consoles. Yeah, that's pretty likely. A significant update to their engine? Eh, that's that's kind of likely. A brand new engine? Eh, that's probably the least likely. <laughs> you know? You know what I mean? 
in 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 general in general i i think that the those that's kind of how i i structure the the spectrum king keys while it is easy to understand the delay due to covid do you also believe this might be almost inevitable due to the history with releases and wanting to make the perfect sin wanting to make it perfect since this is the first standalone of a major content release um i think this is a decent uh piece of the narrative to put out there um that they want to absolutely stick this landing so this may have happened even if they were in the studio right i mean they delayed uh thanks mama they delayed uh shadow keep and they were working in the studio you know um so i would i would actually say that this is a decent piece of the narrative to throw out there they really really want to stick this landing and if they don't um you know what i mean if they don't if they don't stick the landing then as you're saying it's their first major standalone it's supposed to be this is supposed to be like a turning point in the franchise you know what i mean if, it, if it's a turning point in the franchise you can't you can't stumble out of the gate it's got to be they got to nail it um and it's there's probably a lot of pressure there's a lot of pressure and then working from home added even more pressure right it's like the difference between normal and hard mode. <laughs> they were trying to do something crazy and it's tough, you know, in normal mode already challenging. And now they're in hard mode. They like they're they're having to work from home. And that um you know, that uh I think that's a that's a le- that's a legitimate thing to kind of add to this this narrative is that man if the, if this doesn't if this doesn't go well, it's going to be a big big uh, you know, tough tough pit to climb out of you know because try yeah trials was bad vanilla d2 was bad like they've had to climb out of a lot of a lot of bad situations so uh darksider with loot being built for three months do you think that the mid-season bump of new loot could be enough to fill the extended season um with the loot being built for three months do you think a mid-season bump of new loot would be good to fill the extended season right well Here's here's the thing about this, right? Here's the thing. If if you're if you're going to if you're going to take if you're going to take the idea that you know, all the loot needs to be available as soon as the season starts because of sunsetting, right? And and you're going to hold them to that standard. I think that's a bad standard to hold them to. You're going to basically turn the game into this super front heavy very lopsided delivery because I I tend to agree with what Darksiders hitting at is that middle of the season getting a little bit of a bump would be nice I said that during uh, Season of Dawn during Season of Dawn it would have been cool to get a month and a half in and to have suddenly all these weapons you know when you first did the obelisks and you first did sundial you'd have one weapon from each obelisk and then halfway through the season these other weapons would get trotted out why oh man I just spent a month and a half trying to get the good rolls on these ones the god rolls on these ones now these new ones coming out now I got new stuff to chase well they couldn't do that why because in Season of Dawn the sundial and all those weapons were going away after three months which means that if 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 you're 
you know, if 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 you're going to be if you're going to be looking at every season and thinking in that realm, you're really going to restrict Bungie's ability to keep seasons feeling like robust and full. So apparently the official Microsoft released games being optimized for Series X are having that badge. Okay? And is there proof that Destiny 2 is listed with that badge? If that's an official list, right? Xbox Series full power of console games optimized is Destiny 2 listed in that in that article that you just linked me. Cuz if it is, then that means there's some there's some changes coming. We already knew that was happening. Because they went into the background and they said, yeah, we've made changes to the settings menus to match PC for, you know, for updates down the line. So we already knew that was coming. So, based on Impulse says, it is. Okay. It is listed there, says based on Impulse. Okay, well, I think that's probably part of this equation then, you know? Is it the sole reason? No, it's a reason. You know, they're not like, well, we got to optimize for Xbox Series X. Delay, delay beyond light. <laughs> it, it's probably part, part of it, but not the whole reason. So to finish the question for Darksider, I am fully in support of Bungie releasing guns in the middle of the season and people getting upset about sunsetting can just get over it. Like, I would rather have there be more going on. You know what I mean? I'd rather have there be more going on instead of being so, so, so front heavy. Sorcerer of Havoc, thank you for clicking the join button and joining the Rageless Tier 1. Enjoy the emotes and the uh, the perks in Discord. Pros says, to make up for the delay, do you think Bungie should do a pre-event and give us something early like one stasis gun as a way to help the new expansion? They did this with the pre-House of Wolves. Yeah, so these questions get submitted ahead of time, so you didn't hear me say this. Yeah, I think adding one random stasis weapon just kind of dropping everywhere would be fun. Anything more than that, I just think is is too much. I don't think we can ask for... We can't ask for that much right now. You know, they're, they're trying to get everything ready for a big delivery. A bit of support, says for Light Leap. For Light Leap. Why do you think uh, Solstice of Heroes is not getting extended? This is one of the worst grinds of the year. Tons of the community asks for extensions every time. What legitimate reason does Bungie have for not extending the event? Well, have they officially said that that's not going to get extended? Maybe it just hasn't been listed yet. I don't know. I know they said that Moments of, Moments of Triumph is getting extended. So why would they not extend solstice I don't that doesn't that doesn't make any sense you know that, that is that isn't that, it, I'm not actually I'm not actually sure if they're gonna do it that way that would be weird like no solstice is gonna be continue to be limited but we're gonna we're gonna like give you more time for moments you know what I mean it's mentioned in the twab was solstice mentioned in the twab I have a snapshot of that section did they mention solstice no, they said moments of triumph will be extended, and then they talked about festival of the lost, and then planning more activities. They didn't say anything about solstice, nothing specifically, right? Oh, it's on the roadmap. Oh, yeah, that's right. They did show the roadmap. Okay. Well, I would say let's wait and see if they update and, and, and hear us on that. It could have slipped through the cracks of communication, right? Yo, Agent Atwood, thank you for clicking the join button and becoming a Rageous Tier 1. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. I know the roadmap's there, homies, but the, isn't that the original roadmap, or did they update it? Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. 
Well, they might just have to talk to us about it. Let's see here. Yeah, Solstice of Heroes is August 11th to September the 8th. Yeah, I don't know. If that's the updated version, and for whatever reason they're not they're not giving us more time on Solstice, maybe they could give us an explanation as to why they would be doing that. Or maybe people can say, hey, wh- why not extend both? And they might be like, you know what, you're right, and maybe they'll extend both. I have no idea. You know? Plunder Yar Booty says, uh, since they are extending Season of Arrivals to November, do you think it would be appropriate to add more rewards to the Season Pass by extending the ranks beyond rank 100? See, this is this is kind of like when somebody asks for like some, some cosmetics or this or that or blah blah blah. I just don't think right now we can ask much of them. I think this is probably a hard decision. I think they're probably really, really strained. I think a stasis weapon potentially dropping is about all we could potentially ask for. I don't want to ask for anything more than that. I really don't. Um, I haven't seen them say anything else. I just thought they were... Yeah, I'll just... Here. There you go. I took care of it. Uh, Sakawa. Since the next season is extended, what are the things that you think they could do just to open up the game a bit? To have fun. Menagerie, nightmare hunt, farming, things like that. Well... Um, we didn't we didn't really say this until now, but they could do something by just increasing drop rates on the contact public event. Remember when they did that? Like they had that they had the community challenge and like the menagerie was dropping crazy loot. Uh, they could do that with um, they could do that with the contact public event. They could just drop crazy loot uh, as soon as because they said there's going to be increased redacted. You know. They said something to the effect of like increase infamy, increase this, increase that, and they said increase redacted. So maybe they're gonna just go nuts with umbrals or something. You know? You know what I mean? Yo, what's good, Joe? Eastfoot. When Bungie did the Almighty event, they said that this was a test of some new technology and features that they were working on. Um, do you think that this may have just been the tip of the iceberg? I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I referenced this in my video. I said this is one of the breadcrumbs of background technology changes or engine changes. You know what I mean? Darkwing Duck with five bucks. Your hair is beautiful today. Well, thank you. Appreciate that. It's so long. It's, it's just, it's too long. Um, yeah. I, I would say, I, I would say that this is part of it. This is part of it. But I just, I... <laughs> The almighty event and background tech that they did, I think the background tech that they did allows them to make updates in the tower. I think that's one of the reasons the tower became one of the single greatest sources of error codes. Um, <laughs> because they did something, and we suddenly were having all kind of error codes in the tower. I think they did it for Guardian Games first, personally. I think the ability to update the tower on a daily basis, or even hourly basis, or however long it was being updated for the, you know, the almighty event, yeah. I think that um, I I think they did some stuff in the background. Is that related to the delay? It could be. You know, here's what I think we're doing. I think we're all in a dark room trying to figure out what this big giant elephant is. And I think some of us are like, oh, it's a tree. And you're, you know, it's actually one of the elephant's legs. And somebody's like, oh, it's a snake. And somebody's got the, you know, the elephant's nose right? It's a wall like you're on the side. I think we're all describing pieces of this big giant hole where 
Oh, engine changes, optimization for Xbox, uh, you know, quality assurance, and, and, you know, we're all listing things that are probably attached to a big giant, yeah, we're going to have to delay this. I don't think there's one single reason, you know, I don't think there's like one, one single reason that, uh, that they did this. It's probably a handful of reasons. Death blood. Um, when Destiny Beyond Light was delayed, year four automatically became smaller. What, in your opinion, is the best way to address that problem? For example, extend Destiny years November permanently. Yeah, I, I don't actually think this is a, is a problem. Um, rain with five bucks. Paycheck got stu- uh, stiff, smaller than expected, so I can't drive a hundred. Uh, so here's a five. Two weeks from today will be then. Oh, don't worry about that, Rain. Thank you for the five spot. Um, so, um. Oh, your Twitch name was Loopy Squirrel. Sorry, it, your 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 message got sequestered because of the word that you used. I'm just gonna hide it because it's not a very nice name, <laughs> not not a very nice word. Um, yeah, it it. Uh, I'm not concerned about this. Oh, Light Leap had a second question. Oh, that's why you submitted it. Okay, okay, okay. I like limiting it to one question per person. It makes you really choose your question. <laughs> um. I, you know, oh, it's the year four is going to be shorter. What are they going to, what are they going to do about that? You know, with sunsetting and oh, blah, blah, blah. I don't, know. I think I don't, I we don't want to overstate our case. You know, we don't want to overstate our case here. Uh, Clopas, sorry if you've talked about this. I've been in and out, but assuming Cyberpunk release on that time, do you see the majority of affecting Beyond Light? This was the first question of Q and A. So I, I said that basically, big, big. Uh, big weapons, I'm sorry, big launches like this, they actually do affect player base numbers, but I don't think it affects purchases because I think people have already purchased or will purchase and they'll just, you know, make it work. Red Dead Redemption, when it launched the second, Red Dead Redemption 2 affected player base numbers, but that doesn't mean those people never come back and never buy anymore. That's just not how gamers operate. You're like, well, Cyberpunk's coming out, so I'm not buying, I'm not buying. Now, Somebody might push back and say, Bolono, people only have so much money to spend, you know, and now these are really close together. So their paycheck's going to determine maybe which one they buy. That's a well-made point, especially because people's paychecks might be smaller than usual right now. Um, I don't think that's going to have that big of an effect because I think that most of the committed Destiny player base is either already pre-ordered or will likely, they'll likely choose Destiny and then they can always get Cyberpunk later because Cyberpunk's not going anywhere. It's a single-player game, <clears throat> you know? There's more of a sense of urgency and more of a sense of, like, impulse... <clears throat> Excuse me. More of a sense of, like, impulse and urgency to jump in right away with Destiny. You don't necessarily feel that sense of impulse and urgency um, with Cyberpunk. You might, you might, but I think, by and large the Destiny community is going to lean towards Destiny and just be like, well, I'll just wait on Cyberpunk then. If, 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 if their budget is a little constrained. Which it likely will be for lots of people, you know? Rain the Dark. With Beyond Light uh, being delayed even further out than Shadowkeep, do you feel that Bungie should stop targeting September releases to allow them to have more time to focus on the expansion development going forward? This could be um, an overreaction or the right response. I don't know. I, I think this is more related to COVID. And I also think, like, going forward, let's talk Witch Queen. Is Witch Queen going to be as significant as Beyond Light? 
Probably not. It'll be giant and awesome and great, but I don't think it's going to come with potential technology engine changes or new consoles. Do you see how there's a greater weight on Beyond Light when compared to like the Witch Queen of 2021? It's... Uh... It's like when you start a new job, right? Th- those first couple of months, you're like trying to find your footing. And then a year later, all of a sudden you have a new project you have to work on, right? Well, now you're not going through the the growing pains of of workflow and and, you know, where who to who to lean on for help and stuff, right? You're just more acclimated. I think by next year they're going to have less plates that they're spinning. You know, Beyond Light is more than an expansion. I feel like it's a hinge. Like, the game is going to turn on this hinge. And I think Witch Queen will be easier to deliver on time. Now, but as I said, you might be right. They delayed Shadowkeep. They're delaying this. Maybe Bungie should just start looking at October releases or something. And remember releases, I don't know. Um, I think Beyond Light is more unique. COVID, console launches, potential technology changes are all heavy, heavy weights for them to carry. Um... So, I think yeah I think the witch queen's going to bring the dreadnought I agree with that prediction because we know they have plans to bring the dreadnought back anyway FET 44 with Vessel of the Lost now coming ahead of the next DLC do you think that we will get a taste of some of the changes in the bounties and XP they're supposed to see in the next DLC oh this is good I don't think so because I think those are system wide changes though I think they're going to change XP payout for activities and probably just maybe leave bounties alone. Maybe I don't know. I, this is a good theory, though. We might see a difference in XP payout on the bounties or something. Maybe that's where they're going to put the stasis weapon. Then maybe they'll put it in Festival of the Lost. I don't know. If they decide to do one. Drake Han, uh, how do you think the extension will affect their focus on reinvigorating the core activities? Do you think more will come that is substantive? Or is just going to be another Umbral Ingram? How do you think the extension will affect reinvigorating Cortez? I don't think delaying is going to have any effect on that at all. I don't see a connection here. I think the delay is more about quality, refinement, and making sure things are ready than like adding a bunch of stuff. You know? Jesse, how do you think moving to November release will affect sales, community size, launch? We've already answered this a handful of times. Obviously, yes, you've got Valhalla. You know, Assassin's Creed and Cyberpunk. We've answered this question a handful of times. That's just the nature of people submitting questions that it's not an alive environment. So I don't expect Jesse to go back and read 30 or 29 questions before submitting their question. So don't worry about repeats, but this one's been answered at least two or three times. Um, so I'm going to go to Steam Crow's question. With sunsetting being yearly, and we're now losing two months, uh, are there ways aside from upping generosity to distribute the loot? This again, I got this question a little bit ago. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get out a a, um, a flag and plant it here and be like, they better give us longer infusion, right? No, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think it's that big of a deal. I think that if if people are gonna get upset about this, everybody just needs to calm down. Um, they've already built all this stuff and got all this stuff ready to rock and roll, and asking them to you know, disrupt, change, or update that. I, I just, I don't think that that's needed. I, I really don't. Um, I'm not saying you're doing that, Steam Crow, but I could definitely picture Reddit wanting to storm the castle about this. 
the anti-sunsetters are going to storm the castle and be like, well, you, you better give us an extra month and a half. Oh, shut up. You know, I'm not telling you to shut up. You know what I'm saying? Calm down. The last thing we need right now is a bunch of Destiny Karens to storm the castle and get angry about the fact that like, oh, we're going to lose a month and a half of infusion. You know, come on. We are living in strange times. Just accept certain things aren't going to be exactly the way that you want them to be. You know? So, no, you're fine with the lateness of the question. Small King says, Do you think delaying Destiny will hurt them? Yeah, see, we've gotten this one a lot. So, we've gotten the Cyberpunk uh, question numerous times. I don't think it'll hurt sales. Player base numbers will likely take a dip, though. That's normal. That's not that concerning. So, we are going to transition to a call in session. If you're a VIP, uh, get in the Discord and indicate that you're ready and wanting to call in. Uh, if you're one of the trusted tier ones, I'll let you call in. But generally, this is reserved for tier ones to do a little call in. So if you're here live, don't go anywhere. If you're listening elsewhere, you can always catch me live at say no to rage.com or support this podcast directly at sntrpresents.com. That can get you in the Discord, submit questions early, or join call ins. As always, I appreciate you listening or watching all of my content. Please like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a viewer call-in session that followed the talk and Q&A about Beyond Light Delayed. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can probably catch me live right now at SayNoToRage.com. I'm streaming on YouTube Monday through Friday, having these great conversations and discussions with you. If you want to support me directly and you're on YouTube, you can hit Join, and that lets you uh, pick one of the tier levels of support, or you can go to SNTRPresents.com and become a patron patron this gives you benefits in the discord i am doing these call-ins with vips so if you want to take part in this you can become a vip and then join in these discussions live so we are going to start things off with based on impulse you are on the air what do you got for us hello yeah there we are hi um okay so basically uh just a real quick thing uh that uh post that someone had in the discord with the uh series x enhanced Mm -hmm. uh destiny is on there alongside uh cyberpunk and outriders so just so that everybody is aware um and last night i was talking to some of the community in a discord call we were kind of talking about uh what's going to happen with nessus and the edc since they're the only year one destinations we have that are sticking around and we basically talked about if we're going to still be doing strikes related to the red war and you know older content like that and especially you know kind of um retiring content that isn't um necessarily continuing with the game um but basically my question is kind of what do you think is their best move to get rid of these pieces of discontinuity if there really is any because you know i don't want them to take away bandwidth from you know working on new content to improve the game so when you say discontinuity, do you mean like within story or adventures? Like where do you see there being uh, a discontinuity? Well, like the the big glaring one to me at least is like, um, you know, like if you're running um, the arms dealer strike or uh, I think there's also a strike or two on Nessus. Oh, Exodus Crash. Um, you have dialogue from Cade. And, you know, that, that story obviously is wrapped up in Forsaken. Cade's gone by the time you finish Forsaken uh, and he's not in the tower. Um Mm. So it wouldn't really make sense to have his dialogue and strikes when he's not a character that you're interacting with anymore. 
Yeah, I feel like they spoke to that. I think they said that, they, you know, they were okay with that because whenever you rerun strikes, I mean, obviously you're killing a boss that you killed in the story. You know, hey, we got to go stop the Shield Brothers and then we kill them, you know, thousands of times after. Um, so I actually think that that's fine uh, to have things present that in some respect have been, you know, tied up and dealt with. I, I do think there will always be some level of discontinuity in Destiny because you have people coming and going, living and dying. Bosses and storylines are, you know, tied together. You know, we have all these story missions and things that we did with Gaul. And you can go back and do those as daily missions and, and you're trying to do things. And they're talking about what the name of the ship name is, all that stuff. And, and then you're, you're doing that over and over and over again and so I think that's just that is actually an identity marker of destiny because of the nature of the repetition that is needed so I I will admit there probably will be an increase in some of that discontinuity going forward however I think that's just a sacrifice you kind of have to make with a game that's lasting this long we're about to go into year 4 and to me I, I think one of the things that happens when you do that is man, I'm running the mission and this guy's dead or we already beat this person. Why, you know, and that's just kind of the, the, the nature of the content loop uh, of a four-year-old game. And if we get Europa and Cosmodrome and Vogue and a big raid and we get all this great new stuff, I think I'm okay with that being the trade. Um, that feels like a fair trade. I feel like I'm 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 getting a little maybe some discontinuity, maybe some story beats and things that don't really make any sense anymore because they've been resolved. But I'm gaining more than I'm losing. I don't think discontinuity hurts the the content loop. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And like I don't I didn't really I don't personally have a problem with it. It was just kind of something we were discussing last night in the mm-hmm. in the call that I kind of wanted your thoughts on. And um yeah, I think it's also it's also a good thing because it's kind of, you know, it's kind of like a almost like an homage to the stuff that we've done in the past. Like, you know, Arms Dealer has been a really I mean, it's a strike we've been doing since, you know, the Acrius quest and even before that. So, you know, yeah. we've been doing that forever. Well, true, and sometimes we don't really need really thoughtful reasoning as to what's going on. Right. So right. when we did Age of Triumph, did they give us a substantive story reason or was it just something cool to do? You know, I, I, yeah, it's just kind of like a celebration thing. Yeah. Sometimes I think the video game rears its head and says, look, I'm a video game. Like, I'm, we're going to do things that are just fun and cool and there's not going to be like a really good reason for it. You know, what is Festival of the Lost? What are we actually doing? Like, we're, you know, it's just some of the stuff I think is <clears throat> more in the, more in the lane of, this is fun. This is meant to be, you know, part of the video game. And I, another thing I want to add here is the single evolving world. I really do think that that is more of a we're on the front end of the wave. So when you're playing the most relevant content, when you're in the most, you know, relevant stuff, that's when things feel like, oh, this is the single evolving world, the stuff with the almighty, the stuff happening right now with Eris, that stuff obviously is way more important than, oh man there's discontinuity with Cade being alive or there's discontinuity with these planets being gone, it seems like they're gonna try to, I I think there's a reason on the director, the planets leaving have ships over them, like I think that's gonna play a part in them leaving 
Um, I don't think Zavala is going to be like, Guardian, you know, we had to take these planets out for room in the game. Like, they're not going to say that. I think they're trying to create narrative reasons as to why they're leaving. And so that, I think, is another thing that's probably more important, that the the present continuity matters more than than stuff that's a little bit behind us and a little maybe slightly discombobulated. Um, I want to say hello to uh, Benjamin, Ben16, Jamin, um, Benjamin, and uh, Salty Rob. Good to see you guys in chat. Thank you for being here. So that's another thing I think that is a greater priority is really good, you know, single evolving world story elements like what we have going on right now. Um, If that also makes sense as another element to this discussion. Oh yeah, no, I 100% agree with you. I think the that the narrative going across, um, like go, occurring in the seasons and then spanning, you know, the length of the year across the seasons is uh is really important. And like you said, I think we're on the front end of that. So I think they're still kind of trying to work out how exactly they want that you know year long evolving story to look. Which is why this year, uh, at, at least for me, it felt a little bit choppy narratively, um, but. I'm, I'm. I have high hopes that they'll, uh, that they'll get narratively back on track in the fall, or well, I guess now November, uh, because I actually do follow one of their uh, narrative uh, design leads on Twitter, and he was saying that uh, they're they're very stoked about what they've got coming down the pipeline. So, well, and I would compare it to like I feel like last season was. If you've ever, if you might, you might be too young for this. The audience might be too young for this. But if you ever remember, like the Sunday cartoons that you would get um, comics in the Sunday paper, how some of those Sunday comics would have stories that would add on to each other. But it's a newspaper comic, right? It's not going to be that substantive. I feel like that's what last season was. These little tiny, not super substantive, but there were little elements of like the story is moving, the ships are getting closer. I feel like. This season is more like a short story. Like we're getting a little bit more substance. We're getting a little bit more like Eris is talking to us each week. Now the execution is a little repetitious, but I do think this season is a much better uh, execution of, yeah, the story is going to be happening throughout the season. And I, I if, if this is a, a slight taste of things to come and how they're going to do it, I'm, I'm pumped. I think it's a great way to not have it be so front-heavy. Like, here's your DLC, here's your cutscenes, and then there's no more story for, th- you know, two to three months. Right, yeah. And I think their environmental storytelling this season, they're just they're just blowing it out of the water. It's, it's amazing with all the pyramids showing up on the planets and everything. And, you know, with the update they made to Io uh, with, I think it was uh, two resets ago, where the smaller ships are flying around now. Yeah, they're killing mm-hmm. it right now. Yeah. Yeah, it's been much better, and I think that um, I think we're just getting glimpses into into where you know of all, of of all the people you know that that have a vision that that we know of. I mean, Luke Smith's been the most vocal. I think we're seeing slowly his vision for the game. I think come to fruition. I think that's one of the reasons September, now November, is such an important time. I think the delay is is related to that as well. So. <clears throat> All right, man. Good question. Do you have any other any other questions? Um, I just have one small little thing that we were talking about in supporter chat. Um, oh god, probably about an hour and a half ago. Um, somebody was I, I don't I don't remember who their what their name was now, so I don't want to speak out of turn. But somebody um was saying that um you were kind of uh, a, 
opposed or frustrated with the with prophecy releasing day one i must have kind of missed that or yeah can you kind of like elaborate on that yeah the my frustration with prophecy day one was that if i wanted to jump into prophecy right away i had to play in a in a disproportionate amount of time and i had to play in a way that ignored all of the new content so it was basically like instead of just enjoying the story beats and the drifter and contact public event and everything else i was basically what felt like if I want to enjoy this day one, I got to go run milestones. I got to deal with RNG. I got to do all these different things. And in to me, it did not feel like the best um, delivery of, of the, of a, of a dungeon. I felt like delivering a dungeon day one just felt odd. And I also feel like what they could have done is said, Hey, you know, enjoy the new content, enjoy the story and Drifter and blah, blah, blah. And the dungeon's free to everybody. And we're going to use contest modifier to ensure that it's challenging, but you don't have to go crazy trying to level up. It's fine if I see swords the whole time and I feel like, man, this is really, really challenging and really, really tough. But most of the teams that beat it day one saved bounties. So they had a, there were people hitting power deltas on their artifact and they're getting they're getting nine or ten extra bonus power on their artifact day one from bounties that that extra 10 levels of power delta is huge in an environment like that and so i don't think that's the right platter if if i'm trying to bring out this gourmet meal this 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 dungeon that's a that's a sloppy dirty platter to bring it out on. It's like, "All right, here's this awesome new dungeon. Oh, yeah, what do I have to do? Ignore all the new content, run milestones, hope you get good RNG and slam a bunch of bounties you saved from last season." Uh, what? I don't want to do that. Like, all they had to do was have contest modifier on. And then we all could have jumped in, and it's fair. Everyone's treated as the same power level. It's challenging in its own right, and I've continued to say that I think that type of content should always have a hard mode at the very least so contest modifier is like always on i think contest modifier should always be on and the reason i think that is because what what that does is that maintains the difficulty so whether you beat it week one or week six we're both engaging with the exact same content the challenge is maintained this content always feels worlds different when you go in and you're above or at level it doesn't even feel the same way like i feel like all the intensity goes away the bowl encounter was so satisfying day one when we beat it because there was this intensity i'm having to shuffle my feet and move and stay alive and watch my recovery and now i go in there and it just kind of feels like a joke and i just think that's a mistreatment of aspirational content i believe aspiration and challenge can be more maintained with contest modifier and i'm not a fan of crazy deltas and negative modifiers but contest is like it's just it's fair everybody always sees swords everybody always has this you can't be a lead-footed dum-dum you got to move around you got it you got to stay aware and alert and 
that that's like a really long answer to your question but like to me launching a dungeon day one which if you want to engage with it that means you have to basically oh brand new season ignore all of the cool new digs and things with drifter and umbral and contact ignore all of that Eris's story mission the ships in the sky no glide over it skip it it's no and i gotta go run milestones like i don't know i don't think um I just don't think that was the right delivery for for such good content. Like the dungeon is one of my favorite pieces of uh, one of my favorite pieces of of end game PVE content, and I feel like they just kind of delivered it in a bit of a a sloppy way, you know? Yeah, yeah, I, I can definitely see uh, where you're coming from with that. I mean, I, and I'm kind of in the same boat. I think um, I think they I don't necessarily agree with contest modifier, but I do think that they should have dragged out the drop of the dungeon maybe until the weekend i would say probably friday would have been a good time to drop it yeah almost like you know almost like doing a day one raid uh yep. and then you know maybe for the first day you have contest on so then you know you've had some time to play interact with content and then you know they leave the contest on for 24 hours keep it hard yeah that's kind of the solution that i've always thought would have would have made prophecy have a little bit better of a day one reception well, and someone in chat saying that's a bad take. You could have done all that anyway. You didn't have to skip anything. That is completely untrue. If I wanted to even be remotely in a reasonable level of the power delta, I had to skip and go start running milestones and start um, running. Uh, you know, uh, the, one of the fastest ways to level up is go run uh, competitive because you, you level up so fast when you play PvP comp. It's just ridiculous. Like, of course, yes, I did. If I would have if I would have just enjoyed story and enjoyed contact and, and not paid any attention to leveling, I wouldn't have been... We, we were too weak anyway. We had to give up after uh, we got to the, the one where you, like, had to flip the room and stuff. You didn't need a day one completion. Listen, I under you, you can say that all you want. What is the point in delivering it day one if the if the means by which I prepare for it day one is to ignore the brand new season that just landed? It just doesn't make any sense. Like he just said, launch it on Friday. Have contest modifier on. We can enjoy that first day and week, and then everybody can jump in that day. It's just, it's convoluted. It's mixed messaging. It's like you're bringing dessert with the main course, and it starts to melt, and it's like, well, you don't have to eat the ice cream. You can get ice cream later. What do you mean? You brought it out. It looks great, and it's melting. Do I eat the main course? Do I eat the ice cream? It's con- You're making me feel conflicted as a player. I, I don't know. I I'm not going to make a mountain out of this, but to me, I think there was a better way to deliver that dungeon. I'm not going to like get out the pitchfork and be like, never do this again. But listen, they did it with Crown 2. You launch something day one and everybody feels that call and that drive to go do it. And so then I just, I don't do any of the other things. I Raid should never land that that quickly. I, or, or dungeons. It doesn't make any sense at all to me. I, to me, it makes more sense to give some time, enjoy the story, enjoy the content, level up throughout the week, and then have it be a, a, a weekend release or something like that. So Yeah, and, and we had a similar problem with Black Armory too with the Forges. I remember that being that being a whole thing. You know, they dropped day one and they were they were significantly higher than what we were at with the Forsaken cap, and you were like, well, time to go run all my Dreaming City stuff again so I can do this brand new day one stuff that I was hoping I could jump into right away. 
Right, right. And, 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 and he's saying just because you want to rush through content doesn't mean it's bad. What do you mean rush through content, homie? If I want to level up for a dungeon, I have to go through old content and milestones. That's a requirement. I don't... It's not like there's some other path to leveling that I could do that's slower and I'm choosing the fast, go crazy, quick route. No, if I want to get ready for a raid or a dungeon, I have to go play old content. I got to I gotta avoid all the new stuff. It's been like this for a while. It, it's, it's always been like that. That's the content loop, though? Not necessarily. No. What do you mean that's the content loop? The content loop in Dawn and in this season was upgrade the machine, use the machine to get the new stuff. And in this one, it was story missions, story elements, talk to Drifter, upgrade this thing. You're complaining about doing core of the game? No, 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 no. No, you're misunderstanding my point. It is okay to have repetitious core activities. That's totally fine. The means by which we level up in this game requires me to go and do things I don't want to, and RNG determines my, my, my progress. If leveling was more linear and more automatic, then it would be a completely different scenario and conversation. Again, I don't think it makes sense to launch anything endgame day one. It doesn't make any sense at all. Think about like think about how convoluted this is. Grandmaster Nightfalls are usually delayed. They they launch, they launch like a month into the season, and you're dropping a dungeon day one. It doesn't make any sense. It's weird. It, I don't know. It. I tell you what it is. Do you want to know what it is? It's they're building it for streamers. Don't call it anything other than that. That's what that was for. Day one dungeon announced on a stream was built and launched for streamers. It wasn't for you. It wasn't for the normal workaday player. It was because they wanted people streaming it and struggling and seeing who could get it done first. Like, that's just, that's why launching it seems so odd because it seems like it's built for, and again and again, the people that went in and were the most equipped were people that saved what? 90 bounties those are your most equipped players people bringing over bounties from last season that's do you see what I'm saying it doesn't (laughs) it doesn't make any sense there's no difference between day one and day four launch the same players are going in either way absolutely not I would have had such an easier time leveling I would have had such a more breezy time getting ready like bounty my hair bounty saving needs to go away first of all and second of all end game content should never be landing day one to where you have to play in the most unnatural weird convoluted ways crown of sorrow day one was awful and so was this now you're welcome to disagree i'm not trying to tell you how you should feel or think about the game but if if you look at the the grand scope of destiny zoom all the way out the pattern is not day one raid day one dungeon no the pattern is here's the new enjoy the new here's the raid here's hard mode here's challenge there's a rhythm there's an order you're record scratching and taking song seven and yanking it to song one it's like oh what why are you doing that like i don't know i it, it to me I think there's a better way to launch this type of content. And I think leveling is part of this discussion, right? Leveling is part of this discussion. Leveling is 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 whack. 
And if they can't figure that out, I think that's part of the frustration. If leveling was a little bit more linear, then maybe I wouldn't feel like it's so unnatural. Maybe it's just a matter of putting in enough time. Think about the difference between me and the people that went in there and had an easier time. What was the difference? They saved 90-something bounties and had better RNG than me. So they deserve an advantage day one or week one in the content because they had better adva- they got better RNG than me? That's stupid. It should be about playing your time commitment time in progress out you know if you put in eight hours i put in eight hours we should be roughly the same level not you saved 90 bounties and got better rng than me you know what i mean they're not forcing you to run it day one that's a non-starter that's not a response that's not a response i'm not saying they're forcing me to do it day one launching it day one is saying hey come take a crack at this and i'm like well if i want to I have to go and play the game in a super unnatural way. As I said, you're scratching the record. You're dragging something that's supposed to launch a week, two weeks, or longer into the season. You're dragging it into day one. They don't even put Grandmasters in the game for the first couple of weeks, however long it is. Most raids are have, have traditionally launched one to two weeks after content drops, well, within the first week. I don't know. It just feels like a record scratch to me. I If... If, if you think it's fine, you think it's okay, that's, that's, you're welcome to think that. I think, again, this is also tied to leveling. I, I just, I think leveling is another huge part of this, part of this problem. That if, if I want to level up, the, the way that you level up in this game is so convoluted. It's just, it's not natural. It's, and it's not something that I'm even in control of. Right? Nobody made you do it. No, but if I want to, I'm not even in control of my progress. You know? They put in hours and they came out with extra XP. That's a fair system. No, it's not. It is absolutely not a fair system. Saving bounties from a previous season to get a jump start on your artifact. Why even reset the artifact then, bro? Why? Why even? Why even do it? What's the point? What's the point in resetting the artifact if I can just save a bunch of XP from the last season? It's it, it's convoluted. It's illogical. It, there's that's that that's not harmonious. It's like we're gonna reset the artifact. Everybody's gonna start over. Okay, no worries. What do you got there? Oh, I'm dragging behind me uh, 120 bounties. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna start the season with an extra power delta on my artifact. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> it doesn't even make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can definitely speak to the uh, to the leveling problem. I've been waiting two weeks for a helmet to hit 1060, so still haven't gotten it. Yeah, I, this my frustration is not. Oh, you wish you could have beat the 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 dungeon day one. No, 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 no. Lono's been banging on this drum since Forsaken. Leveling's convoluted, it lacks player agency, it's RNG, and it's gotten worse with the artifact because people bypass slow leveling and bypass basic content rhythm by saving a bunch of bounties, jump-starting their artifact, and then, if they have better RNG than you, they also get an advantage. I've been banging on this drum for a long, long time. The dungeon is just one more, you know, uh one more piece piece of this puzzle of frustration it, it's it's not just about the dungeon you got to zoom way out and if leveling was more more linear and more natural and not so silly and you didn't have people saving bounties then i i probably have been like well 
all's fair. Everybody's going in with the same difficulty, the same level threshold. Day one, well, let's take a crack at it. I would still think that's kind of dumb, but at the very least, you wouldn't have people, you know, skating through it because they have plus 10 on their artifact already and got better RNG than you. Like, that was the problem with the last wish raid. That was the same, that was the same nonsense. You had people with advantages. Like, most teams that, that, that made it to the end and actually beat it within 24 hours, most of them prime ingram farmed and had level advantages that everybody else didn't have like just call a spade a spade okay like it wasn't against the rules they didn't do anything unethical but like people went into the day one last wish raid race with power level advantages that they shouldn't have had and i actually think bungie raised the delta at the last minute i think they raised the delta of last wish last minute because people had been leveling and doing stuff a lot of people did it off stream that's fine that's their prerogative there were no rules about that i prime ingram farm so I'm not trying to call anybody out, but that was a train. That was a train wreck. It should have literally been: you played 16 hours a day, you leveled a lot. Here you go, take a crack. And contest modifier is one of the best ideas they've ever had. It's one of the best ideas they've ever had. It just it levels the playing field day one. It doesn't matter how much you over level. Doesn't matter how many bounties you save. Like, think about it. Think about it contest modifier was literally invented to solve this problem and then they just were like yeah but we're gonna let it happen again anyway i know there was no day one raid a dungeon belt or day one you know dungeon completion race but it doesn't matter contest modifier was literally invented because of this problem which means bungie sees it as something that needs to be mitigated and yet for whatever reason they decided not to do it with the dungeon so I didn't know we were going to get on this tangent today, but that, <laughs> that, you know, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah. I'm, you guys know I'm passionate about leveling. I'm passionate about player agency and the dungeon felt like a, what are, why are we doing this again? Haven't we done this before? Why are we throwing gas on this fire? People are already frustrated by leveling and don't like it. Why are we, why are we doing this again? It felt like a step backwards. So, all right. I'm going to have to move right. on. Yeah. I'll <laughs> let you move on. <laughs> I've been sitting with you for like 30 minutes now. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Thanks so much, dude. Yeah, no problem. All right. To the other callers, hopefully you guys are ready. I'm going to be coming to... I'll just go in order here. I'm going to go to a... I'm going to go to Avenger. If you're ready with a question, Avenger, go ahead. Yeah. um, So I think I I put in a question earlier and you went about it in the sense of talking about how you have like a packed truck and how instead of um, you want to get to the fridge in the back and you have to move through everything. I think if you remember that. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the the point I was getting at my question was asking like, you know, they have all this content. All they say is and more. And they say, oh, we're going to give you rep bonuses. Okay, cool. You do that every season. Oh, we're also going to add a few iron banners. Okay, you did that when Shadowkeep got delayed. Well, what else is there? Like we know about the Exodus quest, quest being ended um you know the exodus um evacuation we know that quest is going to be a thing the second part of it but the concern i'm having is that they aren't we have two extra months of a season mm-hmm. and this is already there was it was already a long season at you know hitting a little bit over three months or hitting yeah hitting a little over three months and then you add two more months and i'm not saying you know add like the september content you know tell us what's coming then but letting us know what's happening so that way we aren't just like well the only thing we have are events and then maybe this quest like that's the only thing we know about and then maybe a cutscene or a story point i think they need to announce more 
because they're adding more that we don't know about. When you say announce more, do you mean go into more detail about Beyond Light, or do you mean announce more for the interim period that we're about to be in? Like, they need to do more. There obviously is more behind the scenes that we know about. We don't know everything that they're doing, because they, they just say and more on the um, season thing. I'm not talking about Beyond Light. I think Beyond Light's like a different talk. I do think okay, they need okay. to talk more about that. But this is more focused on the current season that we're in. Um, obviously, I don't think that they should tell us like everything that's happening in September. I think just keeping it at Festival of the Lost, I think should be fine. Um, but obviously, I think there is going to be more than just um, Solstice of Heroes or Solstice of whatever, whatever it is. Um, but I do think they need to tell us if there's anything else coming on with the end of this season outside of the Exodus evacuation quest, they need to tell us. Yeah, here's I I I I don't disagree, but what's probably happening? If I was to, if I was to theorize, there's somebody somewhere saying, "What can you guys do?" Like they're going to maybe if if there's some semblance of a live team or you know world drop team or something, they're like, "What can you guys do?" And they're probably going to come up with something. This is the, this is one of those times where they don't want to say too much and then they oh dude why'd you say that we can't actually do that you know so whatever they end up doing they want to be able to make good on the promise and so more than likely there there is uh there are teams or a team right now sort of slightly scrambling to be like okay what on earth can we do in the interim can we drop some stasis weapons in the game is that even a possibility because that's why I brought up the moving truck. It's like, dude, if we're having significant technological changes or engine changes or something like big in in September, now November, they can't start yanking stuff out of that, right? It, it's supposed to be a clean transition. I mean, everything from year three is leaving. Even the dungeons leaving temporarily. Nothing staying. Planets are leaving. Like the Leviathan's leaving. So to me, it's like they're probably at this moment saying, "What on earth could we do?" Like when they said increase redacted, I think that's probably umbrals, umbral drop rate, and umbral currency. And they're gonna like they're probably looking into how do we turn that up? Where can we turn that up? Because they can do things on the back end. You know, they lowered the drop rate in in, in nightmare hunts. Right? That's that's something they can do. So. I don't disagree. They need to tell us, and they probably want to, and they probably have more they want to say, but there are. Th- I think this came up when they did the thing to the swords, and people were like, well, they should have given us a bigger heads up, because all of us world, you know, all of us uh, speedrunners would have appreciated a bigger heads up. It's like, homie, they probably did not know the total ramifications of what was going to happen with swords. They were probably experimenting, and then once it finally was fully orbed and ready to be pushed out, it was like, yeah, this is going to affect world line. Um... You know, so I don't disagree. I just really want to qualify it. Like there's more than likely going to be some things that they do. At the very least, I could see Umbrals getting an increase in drop and really pushing people to run contact and just making it crazy rewarding. And then on top of that, maybe stasis weapons start dropping in the world pool or just in the contact public event. And if they're going to do that, that's potentially a question mark right now. Is it even possible? And if it is, they got to be careful before they say anything. They got to make sure it's not going to completely cause, you know, issues. Because who knows? Maybe stasis is literally not even possible as an effect in the game until we're in the new updated version of the game. Because, I mean, environmental effects in Destiny have always been problematic. The smoke on the siege engine caused so many frame drops. The rain on Titan, even on PC, causes issues. So, like, 
stasis could literally be not possible in this version of the game they might have to make a bunch of background changes so that that's even a possibility because like the footage i saw stasis looks pretty looks pretty wild you know it looks like it's gonna be pretty pretty significant so i uh yeah that's my thoughts on that yeah i have i have a little bit of pushback on that solely because like you're talking about the swords and you're talking about how you know that wasn't it wasn't like an intended thing like they weren't like oh we're gonna nerf world line by doing these sword things like it was just a it was something that happened because of what they wanted to do and it was something that got overlooked that being said using your moving analogy you just don't hop in the moving truck and say oh we're gonna be moving it's they had to have some idea that this would have possibly been happening they can't just you can't just say wake up one day and be like oh crap we're not going to be able to make the release date we're going to have to delay it they were probably working as hard as they can to try and get there and then once they realized they couldn't do it they pro- they probably had to figure out a plan on how long they're going to delay it and what's going to happen to the game while they're delaying it they they just didn't go oh you know we we're just going to delay it and then not have any plan for it because this is different than just a sword rework. This is an actual giving two months of extra time in the game as well as giving two months of extra time for developing content. There, that's, That is just huge compared to just changing swords and having that be changed. Only The only reason that I, I'm not going to hold them on what you're saying, you're basically saying there, could, there should have been some form of a contingency plan. I think... I think COVID was so disruptive that there was probably not even room for that contingency plan. They had to pull out the biggest contingency plan of all, which was to set up, you know, 800 some odd laptops and get people working from home and create project flow and workflow and project management. And all of that is, I think, so daunting and incredible that they even pulled it off. I'm going to give them a pass on this to be like, you know, hey, if you guys knew this was potentially going to get delayed, you should have had some sort of a backup plan, right? You should have loaded the refrigerator last in the truck so you could have reached it. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm going to give them a pass because it's like, oh my gosh, th- th- this was probably overwhelming. And if and if and if this slipped through the cracks, if some if some form of a a contingency plan for delay slipped through the cracks. I'm I'm gonna be like that's fine. I can't believe you guys actually pulled this off and you're all working from home. An 800 some odd, you know, employee game development company is all working from home. Like that's insane. Um, so I, 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 yeah. So I hear where you're coming from, but I'm gonna give them a pass on this one. Okay, and I, I respect that. It's just as as something like destiny is a big like ip it's something it's not small at all it's huge and you know a lot of people play the game and that's their biggest money maker so for me i feel like even when covid started like when they started doing this because they're in seattle so they they got hit first um and the companies looked at them i think they posted on how they were operating um companies were looking at them and getting advice from them on how to move forward in operations so for that to be the start of it and knowing like even before the beyond light announcement knowing that this is the they're coming out with three years of content beyond light's going to be that first one i i would think like at least talks were would have been happening you know i think i think it was what february or march when they were um having these issues where they were saying you know we're just gonna go home you know this is gonna be the start of everything yeah i don't i don't think that they didn't like they just didn't talk about it they they did talk about they're like well they you know if this gets too much you know we have this contingency plan with 
you know, sending home laptops and doing all this stuff. And I, I completely understand that. That's a lot of work. Just being able to do that and being one of the first companies to be able to do that, that's insane. Like the amount of effort that was put in that is probably insane. But I think that at least something should be said other than here's some increased stuff. Here's some Iron Banners. And then Festival of the Lost, which everyone already like, that's already was going to be in the game. So, yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm going to go back to my analogy of the mom making, you know, Thanksgiving dinner. I'm just kind of like, you know what? I'm just going to wait. I'm not going to go and ask or anything. And I, I don't I don't think um, I don't think you're asking for the moon. But I just think right now it's like, dude, nail it. Absolutely nail this. We'll be OK. We'll get through this, you know, and maybe hopefully they can do something cool like a stasis weapon or something and and get us all excited. But yeah, I. I, I'm not. I'm just. I'm not going to ask for anything right now. Um, I'll just take what we can get because it's just such a unique time, you know. And then uh, one more question. Um, so, talking about say like Festival of the Lost, and since since in my uh, question I did state, you know, this season is going to be held together by events. Do you think that Festival of the Lost will have anything different than what they've had in previous seasons, or? Do you think it will be more along the lines of what it's had beforehand? Because It'll, I know they were talking about changing the content uh, moving forward in year four, so I didn't know if that was going to be affecting uh, events at all. Yeah, it, it um, it'll probably be. I, somebody asked us in the Q and A, like, do you think that the bounties will be different with XP? Like, it'll give us a clue into um what that's going to look like, you know, going forward. I don't know. Um, we may get a glimpse into it. Um, yeah, and somebody's asking if Element's such a huge change, how can they even give us a stasis weapon? This is all speculation, though. Bit of support. I don't know if stasis is a huge change. I was saying it might be. I'm we're we're speaking all in theory. Like it could be, it could not be. Maybe they can put a stasis weapon. Maybe there will be, you know, a stasis weapon in Festival of the Lost. You see what I'm saying? I don't know. Um, we may with Festival of the Lost get a glimpse into some of the changes maybe the people on Reddit will crunch the XP numbers on the bounties and be like oh wow these have actually been lowered and that was something that was supposed to happen in year 4 um, I, do, I don't know though if, you're, if we're going to be able to like deduce much more from an event than that I don't think there was a huge commitment anywhere that I saw in any of the director's cuts that events like Fessel of the Lost and others would be significantly different going forward. So I don't anticipate them to be that different. Um, I don't remember them saying anything about that. So I don't. I don't think we're going to see a huge, huge difference in in this uh, in this event. So I don't really think it's a front burner issue. I was just interested in seeing you know how things because like events events are that free thing that every if you're playing the game you're going to get it no matter what. So, I feel like it's not something that's like core content where I think they're going to focus on because you do make money off this stuff, but you're going to get more money off focusing on your DLC drops and your season drops. Yeah, yeah. Noggy says, I don't think we can get a stasis weapon beforehand because we acquire stasis in the storyline. Well, I think we acquire stasis as an ability from Eris. They could have them dropping in the game and maybe that triggers us taking it to Eris and she basically says something to the effect of like, we can't talk about this right now but be careful with this weapon guardian or something and just keep the mystique and the, the mystery. Yeah, they could do something like that just to have it in the game. So, all right, I'm going to move on to the next person. Good talking with you, Avenger. Good talking to you. All right, Rain, I'm coming to you. 
Mr. Crackle on the phone. Hopefully, I'm, I'm here. you're here. Uh, okay. Hey, how's it going? I actually wanted to. St I wanted to apologize for the spicy frick. Force of habit won't you're, happen you're, here. You're fine. <laughs> um, but my my question was, and it's a little bit more on the speculation side. And I know that you delved into it a bit more when uh, before the whole Twitch shenanigans happened. But we were talking about stasis. And, you know, the ability of having a darkness subclass. Remember, we you were talking about, oh, no, they're not going to have darkness subclasses in Destiny 2 because we presumed, hey, D3 was going to be on the horizon, brand new engine, whether they work with Microsoft or not. I have my own feelings on that. I don't know um, about the Microsoft thing. But what I'm curious of is if stasis is going to become the start of something that's bigger, because you know how we have solar, arc, void, how can they make the darkness uh, subclasses and elements more influential? And if that is the case, what would incentivize us to choose the light? Because they'd have to do something, I think, to, to make Solar Arc and Void um, actually influential instead of just the different color of a Skittle, for example. Right. This Well, this happened in the Taken King because the new subclasses were so much better. Like, if you were a hunter in PvE, you were running Tether. If you were a Titan, you loved... It was hard to take hammers oh, off, yeah. right? Um, hot, hot take. Uh, Sunbreaker should have never been nerfed. I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the hammers were nuts. I remember seeing a guy get, like, five people from one hammer because <laughs> everybody Help just kept exploding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, everybody kept exploding. Um... But I think that kind of happened in Taken King. So I, I do think there's a worry right now, right? I, I always have like concerns like, okay, how's the community going to respond? So there's a lingering worry that I have that like stasis will be so cool that no one will want to run non-stasis. And I think that's that's always a potential problem is the new, the new, the new hotness on the block is the only thing people want to engage with. So what I would say is you could have environments, enemies, bosses, mini bosses, or things that are resistant to stasis. Because think about it, it is ice, and we're going to Europa. And traditionally in an RPG, if you're hitting an ice enemy with ice, they're like, what are you doing? That doesn't hurt. You know, you're you're hitting some lava monster with fire. It's like, uh, I'm literally made of fire. So there could be resistances... Um, on Europa or in the raid or in you know some of the more challenging whatever the content loop is whatever the new activity is there could be some resistances there where you're gonna be like dude we don't all want to run stasis like one person can or you know two people can or something like that so off top of my head that's the first thing I would think is maybe some resistances and also when you get into really challenging content bubble and well and tether are still going to be really really kind of tried and true and, and and super super helpful so i don't necessarily think i mean if we're honest as great as hammers felt we weren't going into raids and running hammers you were going back to the bubble man you were yep. running it because it was super super helpful so i think the right the right push from Bungie would be to create environments and and mechanics and and challenges to where stasis is obviously not a one size fits all. I think that's one of the problems with Well of Radiance is it's such a one size fits all for literally every encounter. Um, I personally don't think they should have ever put Well of Radiance in the game. Um, bringing back Bubble is fine. It's a little bit more limited because you do have to step out of it. Uh, in it, it 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 doesn't get everything i mean well of radiance literally gets everything and so it's almost like well we're going to take away your 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 self res but we're going to give you something even better i it just i personally wish it wouldn't have come come to the game um from a design standpoint when when luke smith said that the whisper of the worm probably should not exist as a game 
I wouldn't be surprised if you pressed him and he would admit the same thing about Well of Radiance. Um, and because of that, I want to just continue to see encounters and, and, and mechanics, mechanical pain and, and things like that, that standing in a well isn't the answer. If you're requiring... You know, if there's mechanical pain and mechanical requirements, it's tough to be like, yeah, just stand in a well, just stand in a bubble, right? Mm. I do agree with that. You gotta press in on the player in different ways, and I will always go back to Light Eater Knights. Light Eater Knights was basically like, hey, you're juggling all that stuff? Let me throw something else for you to juggle, and you're like, oh my gosh. And so the answer to Light Eater Knights wasn't Galahorn, it wasn't a, an exotic, it wasn't even a super, it was, hit your freaking shot. Like, that was the answer to Light Eater Knights. That's a mechanical pain that requires some skill and some finesse. And I just, they need to go back and just think what how do we bring a light eater knight to this encounter how do we bring that sense of pain so someone's not like well the answer is obvious just stand here in a well and dump grenades into the boss's face like that's boring that's like that's a blunt instrument and so i i'm i don't think stasis is going to be the answer for dps checks or survivability checks and that's probably why it won't become the one size fits all and then the hope would be i think every year after we learn another darkness uh ability i think drifter is going to teach us something in uh witch queen and then um stranger will finally teach us something in lightfall and at that that's the moment that luke smith said we're leading to is where we'll have three dark abilities three light abilities and maybe we have to choose a side or maybe we become like a gray jedi that's exactly what i was like thinking about too is like think of it like we have the dark and they're like ooh, like like you like you always say like uh james woods from family guy it's like ooh, a piece of candy it's like okay we have the new dark subclass and let's let's assume that in which queen we get another one and then in lightfall we get another one most of the people i know for myself I already know where I'm going. I've been using Arc, Solar, and Void for six freaking years, dude. Like, <laughs> give give me. I want to be an, a little bit of an edge lord, okay? Let me let me go against Zavala. You know, like I'm a Titan, and you know, I would imagine that in the lore, Titans are kind of upset with Zavala right now. I'm like, frick you guys. I'm gonna go to the. I'm gonna go to the the other cool, the cooler Daniel. You know, the cooler Traveler. You know, and. What what I'm interested in is to see is if they can if if they can do something with with the light abilities that incentivize. Hey, I mean, yeah, the darkness is cool, but here's what we're doing for Arc Solar and Void that makes them a bit different than you know than what we originally had. Um, I can I, well, I can that... I can speak I can speak to that because Luke Smith in the interview the post interview he did uh, with Lupo. He said that Stasis is going to have way more customization, and then he was he was asked, he said, you know, well, are you going to do that to the other subclasses? Because the other subclasses are really just like pick a diamond. And he said that basically Stasis with that kind of customization was an experiment. So I could see them saying a year from now, all right, we got good response and good data from the structure for Stasis. Year five all existing subclasses are getting reworked with more customization, more options, more bubbles, more benefits, more builds, and then that keeps things sort of more interesting. It's not all about the darkness subclasses. You would be like, I don't know, dude, they did some great updates to these other subclasses, so I think they're going to introduce this customization in depth on stasis as a way to figure out 
where do we take the light subclasses to make them even matter or compete for attention going forward but they're not going to do it all at once Luke made that very clear we're doing stasis first the others the others will potentially happen in time I hope so because like I miss that from D1. I know it's, it's basic in D1. And we only we chose a specific node, so what we're doing now is basically what we did in D1. But it was at least that feeling of it's like, hey, if I want to have health regeneration every time I kill something with my hammer, I can choose that. Like yeah. it, it's an option for me. It, it's the fact that it's there is what I'm I'm sorely missing from D1. Mm-hmm. And you know they homogenized it for 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 D2, which which has its pros and it has its cons. You know it's easy easier for people to access the game which i'm all for accessibility but i don't want my game to be dumbed down like like you were mentioning light eater nights um that is the only hard mode raid i have never done i've never beaten oryx on hard i've done everything else but oryx on hard i did every every raid i did bog crota i did skolos on hard mode i think there was a hard there was a hard mode version of skolos wasn't there i don't remember but uh wrath on hard best raid in in the entire series you know like um so I, th- that, that's like, a that's a shame that you never played hard mode King hard mode King's Fall because hard mode King's Fall is literally the best. The the I didn't the, do hard mode Oryx. I did everything else but Oryx. Oh, Oryx, but Oryx. I, get, I got really confused. I got really confused. I was very over. I was young. Like I was. Because Destiny, <laughs> Destiny came out in 2014. I was in high school. I was a sophomore in high school when Destiny 1 came out. I'm 21 right now. So I'm an adult. <laughs> yeah, you can drink so now. Back then, you might have needed to <laughs> after some Oryx runs. <laughs> oh, God. I, like, I could drink now. I'm not for a while. Um, uh, but no, like... I was I was young and I would get very anxious and I got very overwhelmed by hard mode. I could do normal mode perfectly fine. Normal mode was fine. I liked normal mode. I always said but, that, uh, har- that that hard mode in the Oryx room especially created uh, false urgency. They did a lot oh, of like like flashes and a lot of things happening. Yeah. And when you if you strip it down and see it for what it is, it's actually a very basic, very non-intense fight, but they use a lot of stimuli to create. I always told the team you're buying into false urgency, just slow the frick down. Um and it's a shame cuz I've always said normal King's Fall to hard King's Fall is the best difficulty spectrum that they have ever done. And do you know the reason why they built hard first and then dialed things back for normal, man, they need to do that again. Like make hard mode first. It sucks, man. Cause like, I love garden of salvation Mm -hmm. more than any of the raids in D2. I don't, I mean, last wish is fun. But no, I've never done Riven legit. We've only cheesed it because it's just so. I, I I'm re- I'm muting you. No, I'm I muting you. Get out of here. <laughs> I'm sorry. I I just it got overwhelming for me, and it just we that's all we did. But I loved the Vault encounter. Vault was really fun. I think that's my favorite encounter in the raid. Yeah, Vault Vault Vault's great in uh in Last Wish, and I think yeah. the best the best raid fight in De- Destiny Two is the final fight in Scourge because of the layers. Oh, for sure. And oh, the yeah. different the different roles, but I I love I think Garden is my favorite raid as well. It it, it brought back a D one raid feel for some reason. It did, didn't it? Like I yeah. Vogue, I mean, you never forget your first Vogue run if you were there back in two thousand fourteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Vault of Glass. It was the Vex. You're going through time. You're discovering all of this mystery, and that's something that I I miss sorely from D one is that sense of mystery, that kind of like Dark Souls vibe. Because I'm a huge Dark Souls fan. Like mm-hmm. I love Dark Souls. Dark Souls, Bloodborne, 
Uh, I haven't beaten Sekiro because that game's hard. Like, Sekiro, 10 out of 10, but it is hard. Um, and I, I like that mystery and that feeling of discovering something. And Vault of Glass had that. When I was playing through Dark Souls for my first time, I was like, oh my gosh, like, this is exactly the vibe that I got from Vogue. And, and Garden of Salvation gave me that sensation again. Too bad the yeah. loot was kind of, kind of, uh, bad divinity was cool divinity is my favorite exotic in d2 hmm you know? yeah yeah um, the gear gear was pretty uh yeah. disappointing i gotta thank uh freak gaming for the five spot good morning how's the stream been tacos or burritos well tacos if they're soft but if it's hard tacos i'm gonna go to burritos so I, i'm uh, <laughs> not a fan of hard tacos so all right i'm gonna go to techno unless you have Absolutely. another question okay cool no um i wanted to say thanks for having me on it's always good to always good to pick your brain lono uh take it easy my friend Don't yeah man you hard. too all right techno i'm coming to you hopefully you're ready i'm gonna give you the unmute how are you sir well let me preface this by saying i too have never done Riven legit oh no get out of here it's like the best it's like the most elaborate fight in d2 oh I, I tried i tried repeatedly i sat in the riven room for like six hours with my team and we just couldn't do it so we're just screw it cheese everyone was it, tired couldn't get no, it done. I, I understand why people do it it but it's to me it's just a shame because it is just such a um, it's. I think it's got to be the hardest fight in all of the franchises, the, uh, the D1 and D2. I think it's got to be the hardest fight in the entire franchise. Yeah, like, when I first saw, like, all those Riven runs and everything, it felt like a barrier to entry for me, seeing that Riven run, because I'm like, well, I can do everything up to that easy, but then that Riven fight just was like, I think I'll pass on Last Wish. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then... And then I saw that first video with six prospectors all just emptying into Riven's mouth. And I'm like, well, okay, now I'll give this a shot. <laughs> yeah, I can stand in a well and, and shoot a grenade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can read out on Vault, but Riven, but it's just too much for the Riven encounter. Yeah. All right, me. well, what, what, do you, uh, what do you got for him? What question do you got? Uh, might be a little off topic, but... Uh, the bounty storing for everything in next season mm. and having a bit of an argument in support of chat about that yeah i i don't i'm not a fan of bounty supporting but it's better than afk farming like the forges because it's not just like well it's 8 a.m i'm about to head off to work let me just load into the forges for the day and i'll be back at 5 p.m and i'll go to my postmaster and get all my free power yeah what yeah i mean I, you're i feel like you're com you're com you're comparing I don't feel like that's a fair comparison I mean I agree with you yeah AFKing is worse but, but like I don't know at least I'm like playing the game for the bounties it's not like I go pick up the bounty and then it's just free XP I have to do stuff like it's pretty easy stuff to do but it's not yeah. free like AFKing Forges was I, yeah, I agree with you. At least you're actually playing the game, but I just think carrying a surplus into another season, to me, it's it's not AFKing, but to me, it still grates against the intention of a seasonal reset. It's like, what's the point of doing a seasonal reset if you can surplus save XP from the last? I feel like it's, it's a contradiction, and I, I still think the easiest solution is 
uh, to literally have a, a, the, 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 the bounty should say season of arrivals, Vanguard bounty. Like it's, it's a, it's a Vanguard bounty for season of arrivals. Like I think that's the easiest solution. And then every season you change that name, which means the season of arrivals bounties don't exist anymore. Once you get into beyond light. So they're not deleting your bounties. They don't, they don't exist anymore. They're not here. It's now beyond light Vanguard bounties. Like I think that's the easiest uh, solution. I just I, I, saving bounties. I'm never gonna go after somebody like how dare you do that. I save a handful. I don't save a, a hundred, but I you know I save twenty or thirty I maybe. I just 180 bounties across all three characters, and it got me to like season pass rank 24 as soon as the season started. Right, and I was just so out of stuff to do during season yeah. of the worthy, and I'm just yeah. like, well, it's something. Uh, thank you Cody for the five spot don't get to pop in much but love this format looking forward to hopefully calling in also part time destiny podcast come hang with us all oh, okay maybe um, you probably don't and, uh, <laughs> you probably don't want to have me other, on your podcast right now <laughs> other thing about that too is um, the prophecy dungeon not a lot of people know but it actually gives out some pretty good XP like uh, each encounter that has a chest in the prophecy dungeon gives about mm-hmm. 10,000 XP which is about as much as a weekly bounty that's supposed to get fine-tuned in year four. I mean, we're supposed to be getting yeah. a better distribution. Yeah, I think that's, I that's, that's that I don't uh, think, that's not enough to it, me. It still should be better than that. Yeah, but it's like, it's less heavy on the bounties. I think bounties need to be pulled back a little bit, not like the pendulum swing that I think Bungie's going to do when Beyond Light, because of just the sheer amount of how much everyone's hating bounties right now. Yeah. But yeah. I think like, completing a raid should be worth like probably a whole season pass rank if you're doing like you know a a run of garden challenge modes and everything it should be worth a pretty big stack of xp yeah yeah maybe even maybe even two you know the first half the raid is one the second half the raid is another i you know i I think that's fine. There's a hundred, there's a hundred ranks, you know what I mean? So it's like the time you're putting in to run a raid versus going into a lost sector and popping heads for a weekly. Like I just, yeah, they're, they gotta be careful. It needs to be, it needs to be time-based. So they're going to have to take average completion times into consideration here. You know, like a, a Grandmaster Nightfall should be way more rewarding than a 750 Nightfall. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you, you can't. You got to be careful here because people are going to find the smallest kiddie pool and they're going to run in it. Oh man, XP from raids? Just run dogs to get... Look what happened with the with the contender shell, right? Like, just run dogs. Five minutes, five minutes, five minutes, five minutes. Right? People would do that. They would find the raid encounter that it. is the quickest and then that's all they would do. They would just do that for the I XP. That because I wanted the ornaments from the mnemonic engrams. Because there's a I, bunch of stuff I don't have from them. That I am my reason. I am never, ever going to fault a player finding a faucet that's just gushing with rewards and just holding the bucket in front of the faucet. I'm never going to fault anybody for doing that. Like, yeah, do it. Speed run those dogs. Who cares? Like, bank error in your favor. Bungie wasn't paying attention. Nightfalls. I'm sorry. Uh, nightmare hunts. Four minutes, four minutes, four minutes, right? And umbral, 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 umbral. Do four it. Minutes, more like two. Two if right. your team doesn't know what they're doing. Right, but you get the point. Like, I'm never going to scold people for that. So, like, if I'm criticizing saving bounties, you have to understand something. I'm not criticizing the player or your choice to do it. I'm not the player. 
Right, I'm t- I'm taking aim at the design choice, exactly. Like, living in a lost sector for bounties. I criticize it, but I sit here and do it every dadgum day because it's the most efficient way. So it's like, even though I'm criticizing it, I'm not criticizing the player, I'm criticizing the system. So they've got to be careful with this XP balancing that they want to do because they're going to run into the same problem. We will always find the path of least resistance. So you better make sure it's sensible. If it comes down to average completion time of a raid to give you the right amount of XP, it's got to be tied to the whole raid and not just the final encounter because what would people do? Oh, I'll just run the final encounter. You won't be able to farm dogs in Beyond Light. But the new raid, think about the new raid, right? We're going to get to a place where we have it finessed and can beat it very quickly. And if if I get a ton of XP for the final encounter, as if I ran the whole raid, that's a problem because then people are just going to final encounter Oh man, our, our season pass is max. Great! Like, they're going to find the smallest kiddie pool, and they're going to run in that circle. So they've got to think about that. So, this is the longest uh, call-in session that we've had. So, I'm going to have to ch- I'm gonna have to chop it there. This is an hour-long call-in session. This is good, too, because people in chat are like, oh, you should they should only be able to ask one question. This is not meant to be Q&A 2.0, so I'm not being very rigid. This is for, you know, VIPs or, in Techno's case, early adopter. Jumped in, did Patreon, and was in the Discord, early adopter. So, like, this is just meant I to be fun. <laughs> well, this is meant to be conversational, right? It's not yeah. meant to be Q&A 2.0. I'm way less rigid with this. Uh, it's new content. It needs to have its own identity and its own feel. So I appreciate those of you that have called in. If you are listening to this elsewhere, right? If you're here live or you're listening on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always take part in these as a VIP. You can become a VIP on Patreon or a VIP on YouTube. You can hit the join button on YouTube or go to sntrpresents.com to become a VIP. Get in the Discord. You can join these live. If you don't want to do VIP, you could just do tier one and then you can just submit questions to the normal Q&A. As always, I'm not shutting down, so stick here if you're live. If you're watching elsewhere, please like, share, and subscribe.